Live from the bell tower, taking a stand for your rights, your liberties, and all the bullshit in between. You're listening to Break the Bell Podcast. All right, all right, everybody. Let's let's calm down. Let's quiet down. Take your seats. Find your find your places. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're good? You're good. I'm I'm good. good. Welcome everybody to Break the Bell Live. We are here. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. We are in the bell tower. We are. Bill, it is always nice to see you in that spot as I'm clicking on the thing. The yes. Well, you know, I like to keep on the edge of the seat. You know, yes. I don't want to make it easy for you. But like, you do do a pretty good job of that. It's like, Bill, where are you? And then I'm like holding my finger on the button like, here we go, here we go. And then you, down you come flying through the door. And you're, you're always in the spot when you need to be. So that's all that matters. How's everybody doing out there? This is once again the live edition of the Break the Bell podcast. If you are listening to us in the future and you wonder why we keep saying that, it is because we record this live every Monday night. So if you want to join in the fun, join us every Monday night. We stream live to Facebook Live, uh, YouTube, and Twitter all at the same time. So you can check us out wherever your favorite streaming is between those three. If you want to hear a stream to something else, let us know. That's just what we do for the moment. So, um, yeah, if, if you are listening in podcast land in the future, come join us Monday nights because we enjoy max audience participation. Uh, we, we allow usually allow opportunities for call-ins. The comment section is always open. Yes. We, like, we like interacting with you, and we like you to interact back. Speaking of interacting back, uh, Pierce is here, and he says, what's good? It's all good, Pierce. It's all good. We are here, and that's what's good yes. right now, and we're going to get into the good shit here really, really fast. Yeah, but uh, Pierce is consistent. I appreciate that. He is. I, I, I like the consistency. I like uh, uh, when people show up week by week and uh, yes. join us for these things. Pierce even shows up for like the, the bonus stuff that we recorded Very last nice. week when we were testing out, uh, testing out different software and yeah. stuff. So, Pierce, it's always good to have you, and that is what's good. Absolutely. It's good that you're here. And you're, you're rocking the Shire pipe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this ridiculous pipe. Is this not awesome? Is that not the most ridiculous uh, tobacco pipe you've ever seen a podcast host? (laughs) You know, it's classy. It's classy. It is. It is. I'm. It's like ridiculously inefficiently large. But I I got it from my brother in law this week, and I was like, I'm. I have to rock this on a podcast. Absolutely. And we'll see how far I get before it starts. I mean, then if you can't see this thing, this thing is like nine inches long. do some damage it, it, it gets the job done so i feel like i don't have to lift my hand as high so yeah it's more ergonomically correct <laughs> i think osha would love that absolutely so i'm not like that. straining my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> yes i am smoking a ridiculous pipe and i like it so if you don't yes. like it get over yourself it's my show it's my <laughs> pipe <laughs> we have a an interesting show today this is digging up old shit the Kyle Rittenhouse yes. incident. We'll call it the incident. The incident. The reason why we're digging this up, well, we talked about it before on probably the weekend wrap-up. We never yeah. did a full show on it or no, anything, but no. we've talked about it. But the reason why we're talking about it today is because the trial is ongoing yes. as we speak. Yeah. I think what they had closing they, arguments they today. They started closing arguments today, yes. Did they finish them up? Did you see? I didn't see anything about that. Yeah, so. I, we were trying to keep up on it yeah. as... As the evening progressed, we saw a few th- updates this afternoon. Yes. So if things pop up during the show, 
and you hear it and we are not talking about it, hit us up in the comments or call us up and say, hey, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, was assassinated in the courtroom or something like that. That would that, blow my fucking that, that mind. Would, that would blow mine too. If if that happens and we don't mention it, make sure you call in because we want to be the first to talk about that. So hopefully that doesn't happen. We're going to get right into the show. I think you're ready, Bill, because I'm ready. Okay. And 42 minutes ago, they said the verdict is expected soon. Oh, soon. The verdict? Yes. The verdict. Like they deliberated within yes. a couple hours? Yes. Okay. Well, we might get a verdict on this. While we're on air. While we're here. So this might we might be updating you like in real time. Yes. Normally, we're talking about things that are a few days old, which part of the shit's a year old. But well, we might be giving you real-time updates, so yes, you're welcome. That would, that would so, awesome. so when we're on break, we'll have to uh, check that out, yeah. or you can keep an eye on it as we're talking. Before we get into the show, obviously, once again, we got to mention our favorite sponsors, the Coffee Fix of Freedom. That is Run Your Mouth Coffee. I would have liked to get – John Odermatt is one of the founders of Run Your Mouth Coffee, and he's our um, – criminal guy like yes. criminal justice guy so it would have been interesting to get him on the oh, show to be. talk get his view on it because we had him on to talk about the brianna taylor trials and and all the stuff that surrounded that so this would have been an interesting one for him okay when they say soon they mean tomorrow oh <laughs> so no you jurors begin deliberation real. tuesday okay then yes they got our hopes up for nothing yes they did so back to Run Your Mouth Coffee. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's delicious. It is. And they support your right to defend yourself. Yes. They, they, they support your right to smoke a big-ass pipe. Support your right to smoke a big-ass nine-inch pipe. Yeah. Solid wood pipe. <laughs> they support your right to defend yourself. They support your right to, like, a good trial by Jersey. Jersey? <laughs> Nothing by, in Jersey is good. By jury. Good trial by jury. <laughs> They support your right to uh, keep and bear arms. All those, all those yeah. freedoms we take for granted. They support all of them. The ones that people are trying to take away from you, and all these things are like usually a push to take certain rights away from you. Like, yeah. why does a a guy need to be walking around with an AR-15? It's like, well, because I got the right to do That's so. Right. Should I? Eh, I don't. I, I don't know. It's questionable. That's questionable. You, use your best judgment, but can you? Yes. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yes. For the most part, yes, you can. You have that right, and Run Your Mouth Coffee supports that right. At least I think so. Uh, <laughs> not wanting to put words in their mouth, but I feel like that's something yes. they would support. I, I definitely think they would. I support delicious coffee, especially delicious coffee that's delivered fresh to your door by someone that supports all your individual freedoms and all your your free uh, your rights and stuff like that. So that's why we support Run Your Mouth Coffee. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code Break the Bell. All one word with no spaces. Break the bell. You'll get ten percent off that your first order plus free shipping, and you'll get to enjoy freedom and delicious coffee. Awesome coffee, and it's the holiday season. Nothing goes better in a stocking than coffee. That is true. Hit up RYM Coffee. Buy it for all your friends. Buy it for your family. Stick it in the stock. Buy it for your kids. I mean, why yeah, not? <laughs> why not? Kids need coffee. <laughs> I mean, I started drinking coffee at eight. Okay, okay. So that probably explains that explains a lot. Me a little bit <laughs> and my my need for caffeine. Yeah. But yes. It, 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 you go to your dad and you're like, Dad, I, I, I have nightmares. I'm afraid to go to sleep. And your dad's like, here, drink this, it'll help. <laughs> I don't I don't remember the context of it. I just I just know that I was drinking coffee with lots of milk in it at that age. And then sure. by the time I think I was out of high school, I was drinking it straight black. So I mean, 
every kid needs to experience some coffee in their Absolutely. life. So buy it for your kids' stockings. RYMCoffee.com. That is all. So what's going on, Bill? We oh, have it. You weren't here stuff. last week. You had no. your birthday. Yes, I missed out. So you got to party it up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Kind of a, a week long celebration. So that's that's always nice. Did you enjoy your birthday gift we got you last week? Oh, I love it. Yeah, all of it. You liked all, all those fans of yours, especially yes. the the nineteenth president of the United States calling you. Yes, that you can't go wrong with. You that. You can't go wrong with Donald <laughs> J. Trump. Wishes you a happy happy birthday. Yes. No matter what color you are. <laughs> that was hilarious. Go back and listen to that episode. If you want to hear our special um, treat for Bill for his birthday, even though he bailed on us last week, but yeah. he's back. So I am. That's good. Can't stay away. We're going to get right into the show because as you, we'll, we'll probably just start talking about it in the intro and just talk about all the things right. we're going to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. We're going to talk about... The story behind it, I guess mm -hmm. we're going to recap a little because why not? I mean, you yeah. got to give some context. Right. It's been a year. Yeah, right. And then we're going to talk about this ongoing joke of a trial that's yeah. been going on. And, you know, as, as we've kind of seen in some of our, our research that the uh, ramifications for this could be big. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the way people are talking about, it, I mean, this is much bigger than just like a homicide or shooting or, mm -hmm. or you know, self-defense or whatever. I mean, there there's a lot going into this. Yeah, so getting it right into that make sure you check us out all over social media like i said we stream live every monday on facebook twitter and youtube live so check out all those sites follow us across the board so if we're missing on one if we get booted from one someday you'll be able to find us on the other ones that's facebook.com forward slash break the bell pod twitter is the same handle and then YouTube is just a long, weird one. So just go just go Google us on YouTube or look us up on YouTube, Break the Bell Podcast. We're going to get right into this intro video. And when we come back, if you're ready. I'm ready. When we come back, we're going to talk about the saga of Kyle Rittenhouse. I like it. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. What did you say? You talking to me? What, what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby! Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? As promised, we're back. We're here. We are. Mostly. Mostly. No, I'm all here. You're all here? Yeah. I'm yeah. mostly here. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'm mostly here. You got like this imperial type presence about you. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to, as we mentioned before that awesome intro video, we're going to be talking about the saga of Kyle Rittenhouse. No, the name that is seems to be synonymous now 
with on one side synonymous with white supremacy, right? Uh, the Proud Boys, Timothy McVeigh. Timothy, now, now Timothy McVeigh, I guess. Uh, Trump loving, yes. You know, MAGA hat wearing, yeah, all that stuff. And then on the other side, it's synonymous with patriots right. and yeah. vigilantes and heroes yeah. and like, yeah, so many people calling him it, so many different things it's always interesting to me like how sides adopt mm-hmm. like a person to like become their martyr right it becomes or like their, a hero or yeah, the villain or the villain yeah yes. right i mean and you see the same thing with like uh you know in the moments not so much like because kyle i think has kind of always ridden one side but you know you see how sides jump like dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. right it's also in the rights like yeah he has a right to talk you know or or kanye or, west was yeah, the or, rights hero yeah, for a while or, it's like really kanye yeah, west Nicki minaj yes. you know it's like oh yeah 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 and, go Nicki. she's yeah. the voice of reason where they were just slamming her like a year ago you know yes but, obviously <laughs> yeah so we got kyle rittenhouse yes at the time 17 year old kid right right his trial just started he's 18 now yeah so he's he's of legal age he can yeah. he can't even buy cigarettes now that's sad but, yeah that is messed up yes but he could be fucked <laughs> but he can join the military All right oh and that's that's always been the the messed up thing <laughs> yes so trial started november 1st mm-hmm. they started selecting the jury november 1st and that's what brought all this stuff back up let me get rid of this music because it's distracting me mm-hmm. i mean it's badass music but it is very distracting to me so it's i'm gonna kill it so we can Get right into this story, this saga, as you will. Yes, the epic saga. I mean, can you really call this anything else other than the saga of Not Kyle anymore. Rittenhouse? No. no. It, I mean, it's it's turned into, it's going to at least turn into one of those things that gets so blown out of proportion. Like, yeah. on one side, oh, he was there and he, he had like six uh, cases oh, of ammo yeah. that he was carrying on his back with right. three AR-15s right, and a yeah. machine gun yeah. and... He mowed down 18 people. Right. Yeah. Well, we're, we're already seeing that. Yeah. Or on the other side, he was surrounded by communists everywhere. <laughs> communists <laughs> that were trying to overthrow yeah. America. And yeah. he single-handedly yeah. saved he, America. He from held the-, the ground in Kenosha. <laughs> <laughs> this was our last stand. America's yeah. last stand. And Kyle Rittenhouse <laughs> held the ground, held the fort. Yeah. Yeah. But no, you're, yeah, you're already seeing the, the tales one day. One day, there will be folk songs written about Rittenhouse, <laughs> the day Rittenhouse stood. And it, too bad this isn't Ireland, because there'd be right? so many folk songs oh, already yeah. written. I mean, they're great at writing folk songs yeah. about nobody heroes, <laughs> especially drunk folk songs. That's what they do. So, like, this was probably one of the biggest stories to come out of the riots of 2020. Right. I mean, we had a lot of stories come out of the riots of 2020. But none that stuck besides right. besides George Floyd, obviously, the thing right. that kicked it all off. Yeah. None that stuck like like nobody even talks about Chad or Chaz or right. Chop or whatever yeah, it's called anymore. Right. And everything that went down there. Well, and, and so many other people died yes. during this thing. But this is the one that people talk about. Yeah, because this was, as we said, this is turning into the last right. stand. Like yeah. this is where. We save freedom or freedom dies with Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, right, right. And so we got this trial going on. We've got this digging up this old story, this year-old story. And again, both sides Mm -hmm. are just completely divided on this. Man, seeing the freaking social media post about like, oh, if if, uh, 
he doesn't get charged, then uh, this this country's just gone to shit. Or right. white supremacy, it's it's yeah. proof that right white supremacy lives. Or yeah, you, right. You get those posts. It's like obviously the white guy that shot people didn't get killed. Yeah. It's like do you you shouldn't want people right. to get killed yeah. by law enforcement. Like I don't want people from the other side to get killed. Mm -hmm. I don't want black people to get killed. No, yes, no. I understand that it probably happens more. Yeah. But when you come out, you're like, man, if he would have been black, he wouldn't have walked away. So you're saying you want him? Yeah. To... Well, yeah, yeah, they do yeah. want him to die. And it's funny that that's the argument that that has become now. Mm -hmm. You know, is that well, if he if he was black, then then he would have been killed. And he was just out there hunting black people, even though he shot three white dudes. Right. Yeah. Like really, yeah. really white dudes. Yeah. Yeah. And not a single black dude right yeah huh it's, it's yeah well and, and interesting how that works and the other the other you know narrative that has come up over this which maybe we'll talk about a little bit later is that wow you're gonna you're going to to value property over lives yes yep that's and, and i've heard that a lot the last year and a half mm -hmm. that's what we've been hearing oh uh you you're fine with somebody like losing a life over over property We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah, we'll I, I we'll get there, I'm sure. Um, but let's first take a look at a brief timeline, a sure. brief history of this whole ordeal. I'm sure everybody has heard it at least a thousand times, but we can't really talk about what's going on now without kind of rehashing some, some of the some old stories. Yes, we like context around here. So I'm going to pull up this story. This is from the New York Times. It is titled, A Timeline of the Kyle Rittenhouse Shootings and His Trial. I'm not going to read this whole thing. I'm just going to focus mostly on the timeline of the shooting. So let me get this pulled up. So it says, here are the events that led to Mr. Rittenhouse, 18, standing trial in the fatal shootings of two men and wounding of another in Kenosha, Wisconsin. We've talked about this together, but I don't know if we have on air. Can you say the word Kenosha without a no. Wisconsin Northern no, accent? No, it's, it's a trap word is designed that not, to make you have that. Is that not the most Wisconsin-y yeah. Northern name? Yeah. Oh, up there in, in Kenosha. Yeah. Like, like you can just yeah. be talking normally. You're like, that shooting up there in Kenosha. <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Where are you going for work? I'm going to Kenosha, don't you know? <laughs> it's like, what? Where did that even come from? <laughs> yeah, it's like my, it, my inner Wisconsin it brings out the inner northern inside of all of us. So it goes on. It says Kyle Rittenhouse, 18, will stand trial this week in the fatal shootings of two men and the wounding of another. The result of a confrontation in Kenosha <laughs> last August. Mr. Rittenhouse has been charged with six criminal counts, including first degree reckless homicide, first degree intentional homicide. And attempted first-degree intentional homicide. I get what they're doing there. Yeah. Because if one doesn't stick, they'll go with the lesser oh, one. Absolutely. But it seems really redundant. Yeah. Very, very redundant. So it says, here's the timeline of events leading up to the shootings and what happened in the case. Starts out with George Floyd. Do we need to recap George Floyd? I, I don't think so. I, I, think everybody we, knows that. Can, does everybody agree that we can – can we just pass on the George Floyd part of yes. this? Yeah. I, I think – I think we understand Unless that. Unless there's any new information, but I doubt that. No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's a recap. So, no, okay. I'm going to scroll down. Okay. We don't have time to dig into George Floyd. I will talk about yes. Jacob Blake. Yes. Because the saddest part of all this is nobody even fucking remembers what right. this is about. Yeah, I know. Nobody just... even remembers what yes. these protests were yeah. because of. Yeah. Everybody just assumes it's another George Floyd protest. No. Jacob Blake was 
a man that was shot by police officers. But again, that goes to show how quickly attention shift, right? Yes. Like this guy was meant to be the next George Floyd, mm-hmm. but nobody remembers him because and- of Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse. Yes. Fucking Rittenhouse. Jacob Blake, a, ba- a black Kenosha resident, is shot several times by a white officer. And that's what kicked all this off in Kenosha. Yeah. Says Jacob Blake, a black Kenoshan resident, was shot and seriously wounded by a white police officer, Rustin Shesky, who had been summoned in response to a domestic complaint by Mr. Blake's fiance. Officer Shesky and two other officers attempted to take Mr. Blake into custody on an outstanding warrant that had been issued in July on charges of third degree sexual assault, criminal, criminal trespass and disorderly conduct. Mr. Blake fought with a police officer and refused orders to drop a knife, then attempted to open the driver's side door of a vehicle as his children sat in the back seat. As he tried to climb into the vehicle, Officer Shesky grabbed Mr. Blake and shot him seven times, leaving him partially paralyzed. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah. I understand there was a threat there with the Mm -hmm. knife, but from the looks of it, we saw the video of this. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing this. It's just like, Dude, just let him go and right. find him at yeah. the next place. And we talked about that instead yeah. of creating an incident. It's like you know where he's going. Yeah, this isn't. Yeah, and seven times it's seems a little extreme. Yeah, a bit extreme right. too, especially from that range. Yeah, right. I mean, so like I said, sadly enough, we've completely forgot about this. Forgot yeah. what these protests or riots were even in regards to, mm-hmm. and it just falls onto. Yeah. And it, but it's, and it seemed like that this time, like every week. There was another black mm-hmm. man being shot by police. Yes. And I think we we, we even said, we were like, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, it's like, get, you know, give them a break. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get your shit together. Yeah. Come on. So then it goes on to August 24th, 2020. Protesters flood onto the streets of Kenosha. It says protests erupt in Kenosha as hundreds of demonstrators march through downtown calling for Officer Chesky's arrest. Dozens of people in the crowd set fires to cars, looted and burned buildings, and knocked over street lamps. That would, that's impressive. It is. That takes something. Yeah. Governor Tony Evers sent members of the National Guard to Kenosha to assist local police officers. August 25th, Kyle Rittenhouse shoots three men and two of them fat- fatally. So this is the third day of the protests. Right. They've been going on. Th- buildings being burned, as it mm-hmm. said. Cars being lit on fire. Now, does it say how many National Guardsmen were, were sent to Kenosha? It didn't say on here, no. Okay. So it says, on the third night of the protest, police and protesters clash violently at the Civic Center Park in front of heavily barricaded Kenosha County Courthouse. Demonstrators threw water bottles and fireworks at police officers who responded with tear gas, driving the crowds out of the parks and onto the streets. By late evening, most of the demonstrators had left the area, but dozens of armed protesters and other members of the crowd remain on Sheridan Road. One thing I want to point out there is everybody's talking about how a lot of people are talking about, well, what's he doing walking around with a gun, with a loaded gun? That just doesn't mm-hmm. even make sense for him to be there. And that's such dozens of armed protesters were out there, right. not dozens of counter protesters, the people that yeah. were protecting the businesses, right. which is what Kyle Rittenhouse yeah. says that he was up there to do. Yeah. Dozens of armed protesters were out there. Nobody's saying, what are those people doing right. walking around with guns? Yeah. And so you can see the situation. That kicked this whole thing off. Right. And my understanding is, and I don't know if it'll explain this, but Kyle lived 
can I call him Kyle or should I call him Rittenhouse? You can call him Kyle. I, right. I feel like we're on that level. Well, okay. Kyle, all right. All right. Well, Kyle. you see, Kyle only lived like 20 minutes from mm-hmm. Kenosha. He lived in Illinois, in right. Antioch, Illinois, which is, like you said, 15, yeah. 15 minute drive. Yeah. I His think. dad lives in Kenosha. He works in Kenosha. And so he it's not like he just decided he was going to go up there and start shit. Mm-hmm. He's got connections there. Yeah. And that's what everybody has an issue with. And we'll talk about this more as, oh, he crossed state lines. He crossed right. state lines with a weapon to wreak havoc or whatever. Right. Go people hunting. That's not doesn't appear to be the situation right. here, at least. And I'll play devil's advocate later. Not We're sure. not going to just take. No, no, no. I didn't think we would. The, the, the one side of this, yeah. because there there's plenty of what ifs in this whole scenario here. But you can see the situation here. A lot of violence, yeah. a lot of noise, a lot yeah. of chaos, a lot of chaos. A lot of armed people right. with guns, not yeah. just Kyle Rittenhouse and his buddies, yeah. not just Proud Boys guys, a lot of people with guns out yeah. there on the street. So it says dozens of armed protesters and other members of the crowd remained on Sheridan Road arguing, threatening and shoving each other and occasionally setting fires in, in garbage cans. It wasn't garbage cans, it was dumpsters that they're right. pushing at the buildings right. to light them on fire. Yes. Mr. Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old from Illinois, was walking in the area holding a military-style semi-automatic rifle. At one point, he was chased into a used car lot by Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, who threw a plastic bag at Rittenhouse. Mr. Rittenhouse fatally shot Mr. Rosenbaum and ran away. Okay, but also, and they're missing this part, the group he was with, they assigned him to a spot. They're like, Mm -hmm. here, you protect this shop. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, some car lot. Right, yeah. And, and that's what he was protecting when when all of a sudden there was some hostility towards him. Yes, I'm, I, I've got that video oh, that okay. I played you earlier that gets a little more context. Because yeah. as we can see here, there's a lot of missing context yeah. in this article. And of course, it's New York Times. So. Oh, okay. There we go. That yeah. explains it. So it says, uh, he fatally shot Mr. Rosenbaum and ran away in the direction of the armored vehicles where police officers and National Guard men were stationed. Several members of the crowd pursued Rittenhouse, and he shot two of them, killing Anthony Huber and wounding Gage Grosskrutz. Grosskrutz. I don't know his name. Grasscrotch, who was 26 at the time. Then it talks about him getting arrested. He returned to his home in Antioch, was arrested there the next morning, he was held in juvenile detention. He posted like a $2 million bail. I think right. they did it. They he, crowd- he had help. He had yeah. crowdfunded. Yeah. He had a, a number of um, people, including, um, oh gosh, there's a couple celebrities that yeah. helped get money for him. Probably the pillow guy, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I want to say the pillow guy, but there was, I want to say like James Woods or, I mean, so it was some, some prominent guys that, you know, that were helping to get money for him. Mm-hmm. So like I said, a lot of details here left out, yeah. right? Yeah. So I got this video. I'm only going to play a few minutes of it. It's an 11-minute video. I'll post links to this video later in the show notes so you can go back and watch the whole thing. This seems to be a one-sided video too, but it at least gives us more context and more idea of the events that went on. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and play this for all y'all. To rise as protesters set a dumpster ablaze, then began pushing it toward a gas station. A guard quickly extinguished the flames, angering fire starter Shit. Joseph Rosen. I didn't pull up the video. Shoot me, Shoot me, Is that Joseph Rosenbaum? Rosenbaum retaliated, 
focusing his rage on a guard in a green t-shirt. Moments later, just down the street, Joseph Rosenbaum is seen starting more fires. Around that same time, Kyle Rittenhouse is spotted running with a fire extinguisher. With his face concealed, Rosenbaum emerges, chasing after Rittenhouse. Ooh, got a gun, baby. While exploring possible motives for the foot pursuit, it's worth noting that the target of Rosenbaum's first altercation was dressed similarly to Kyle Rittenhouse. Ooh, got a, gun, baby. a single gunshot is fired by a protester, identified as Alexander Blaine. From this angle, we see the muzzle flash of Blaine's handgun. Seconds later, Kyle Rittenhouse is pinned between parked cars. Let's rewind to analyze this pivotal moment frame by frame. Here we see Rittenhouse, Rosenbaum, and a reporter by the name of Richard McGinnis, who is filming the chase on his cell phone. Directly in front of Rittenhouse, armed with bats and other weapons, a mob is forming a barricade. With no way out and no way to know who fired that shot, Rittenhouse turns to face Rosenbaum. Right before he turned around, I'm not sure if this is a reason why he turned around, but there was a gunshot, and that's actually visible on video. It's not clear whether or not that gunshot was fired into the air or towards Rittenhouse, but Rittenhouse did turn around immediately after that. And at that point, he went from running away to aiming his weapon at Rosenbaum, and I was actually directly behind Rosenbaum. So I took one or two steps to my right, right as Rosenbaum was lunging for the barrel of the rifle. Kyle Rittenhouse fired four shots. Seconds later, three additional shots are fired by an unknown shooter. One bullet grazed Joseph Rosenbaum's head. Another penetrated his right groin, his left thigh, and his back. With a total of eight shots fired, it remains unclear that all four of Rosenbaum's wounds were caused by Rittenhouse. As Richard McGinnis began tending to Rosenbaum, Rittenhouse returned to the scene and began placing a call for help. As the mob begins calling for the attack of Rittenhouse, he is forced to flee the scene. Did Kyle Rittenhouse have reason to believe his life was in danger? Dozens of U.S. cities are in chaos. Millions of Americans have taken to the streets. 77-year-old David Dorn was shot to death as a pawn shop he was protecting being looted. The voices of peaceful protests are being hijacked by violent, radical elements. Rittenhouse is seen next, running towards the flashing lights of police vehicles. The armed mob is now chasing after him. Cranium there, boy! He just shot a man! Within this context, the word cranium is street slang, which what? is a calling for someone to take Rittenhouse out with Glad a headshot. Glad they had to explain that. Yeah, hey, right. what are you doing? You shot somebody? I want to get 
an unidentified protester strikes Rittenhouse in the head, knocking his hat off. Rittenhouse trips and falls to the ground. Another protester attempts to jump on Rittenhouse, who then fires two shots into the air. With blunt force, another protester strikes Rittenhouse in the back of the head with a sharp edge of a skateboard, then reaches for the rifle. Rittenhouse fires a single shot, striking the man in the chest. A third protester fakes as if he's surrendering, then suddenly advances with a handgun aimed at Rittenhouse. A single shot strikes the man's right bicep. While visiting him in the hospital, a friend of Grosskreutz posted the following photo and statement on social media. I just talked to Gage Grosskreutz too. His only regret was not killing the kid and hesitating to pull the gun before emptying the entire mag into him. When a fourth protester raises his arms in surrender, Rittenhouse exhibits remarkable judgment by not firing his weapon. All right, we'll stop it there. I think we saw what we need to see. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff there. Yeah. That was not included in that New York Times right. article. Yeah. A lot of a lot of points there. Um, number one being the gunshot before Rittenhouse shot. Mm-hmm. All right. So I talked about the chaos. Like they, they kind of described the chaos of the scene there with uh, with a lot of people having guns. Mm-hmm on both sides right and there's some missing context here too yeah like it doesn't show very clearly what started rosenbaum chasing him in the first place right yeah people say that it was because he was trying to start a fire and uh rittenhouse went probably put it to out to try to put it out and that yeah. pissed him off because you saw that earlier video of rosenbaum getting all pissed off yeah. as they put off out a fire mm-hmm. and apparently there are reports that uh, Rosenbaum had said, if I catch one of you fuckers out here alone, I'm going to kill you. Right. Okay. And so <clears throat> he was, he was pretty erratic himself. Right. And so at some point he starts chasing Rittenhouse. Yeah. Some people say it's because Rittenhouse pointed his gun at them, at him. I don't know. There's, right. there's not a lot of evidence yeah. to show that. So then in all of that chaos, a gunshot goes off, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the shot heard around the world. Right. Yeah. They they know who shot it. They don't know who he shot at, why he shot right. it. Nobody knows. But uh, according to this video, at least, that's when Rittenhouse turns around and goes mm-hmm. into defense mode. Right. Because he doesn't know where that gun right. with, and, with and all that so. noise, With all that noise, yeah, yeah, he has no fucking clue if Rosenbaum shot it or if any right. if people are shooting at him. So he goes from running to, I got to mm-hmm. defend myself, at yeah. least from what this video is portraying. Right. And then it talks about how... Uh, Rosenbaum lunged for the gun, mm-hmm. like went to grab the gun, which yeah. is a no-no. Is a no-no that, I mean, if you go to grab an officer's gun, guess what he's going to do to it's you? He's going to shoot you. He's going to shoot you yeah. because that's that's putting that person at risk if they get the gun. Yeah. And even Rittenhouse said, I feared that if he got the gun from me, he was going to kill me with it. Rightly so. And so he shot him four times. And people are like, why the hell did he shoot? Like he executed him basically yeah. because the fourth one, it, they say, came in at, an angle that was basically when the guy was horizontal. So they're mm-hmm. saying that he like shot him point blank in the back while he was down. Okay. Now for there was a forensic expert at the trial 
like a he he was like a crime forensic expert some sort and he analyzed the whole all the videos and stuff and he said the four shots were shot within three quarters of a second so it's not like he shot him he fell down he went and stood over his body mm. no it's just like pop 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 right. like four times yeah. like just emptying it out to mm. so it, there's no way in that three quarters of a second he can have the process in his mind i'm going to execute this motherfucker right. it was just yeah i'm fighting it was, was a panic yeah panic panic shooting yeah spraying and panic shooting yeah so <clears throat> that negates the whole to me anyway negates right. the whole that hey, he executed he, he executed him right. at the end yeah <clears throat> because that's three quarters of a second all this yeah. happened in like a minute and a half. oh yeah like right. the whole thing happened in a minute and a half so then so he shoots Ro rosenbaum and you see in the video he doesn't immediately like run like I did something wrong. Mm -hmm. He he goes to call for help. Right. Yeah. He comes back and he goes to call for help, yeah. saying, "Look, I just shot a guy. Right. Somebody needs to come help." So then, the other the mob gets mm -hmm. pissed at him, and starts chasing him down. Yeah. So he starts running away from them. Mm -hmm. At some point, he stumbles. In this video, which you don't hear in most most articles. Is that somebody fired a gunshot in the air mm -hmm. as the skateboard guy came and started like smashing his head? Right. Is the skateboard enough to turn and shoot somebody? No, I don't think so necessarily. Yeah. But again, in that moment, right, when you hear gunshot go off mm -hmm. at the same time that a mob is yeah. coming after you hardcore, right. and split second decision, yeah, protect your life. And they kept going for his gun. Yeah, they kept trying and, to and, grab yeah, his gun again because uh, the guy with the skateboard. Went, hit him at, immediately after the gunshot. Rittenhouse turns to him. He reaches for his gun the same way, mm -hmm. and he gets shot. Yeah. Then guy number three, which is that, what was the guy's name? Gross, 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 gross grass crotch. Yes, grass, grass crotch. Grooch. Comes at him with a handgun. Yeah, he pulls a gun on him. Yeah. And he his exact words were, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to shoot him. Right. I, I was just trying to get him to stop shooting. Right. Well, again, in that moment, right. somebody pulls a gun on you while you're being attacked. Right. Yeah, exactly. You shoot him before well, you're, you're shot. And, you know, like the video we pr just saw, it said, you know, his buddy went and saw him and said that the guy was like, you know, I should have emptied the clip into him. Mm -hmm. You know, when the guy did approach him with his hands up, Rittenhouse stopped. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the final thing was, yeah, the the fourth protester that approached him. He puts his hands up, like, yeah, surrendering, yeah. and it wasn't like Rittenhouse turned and shot him too. So right. he wasn't out to just shoot protesters, right? According to what we saw in that video, that's not what it appears. It right. appears that yes, he was defending his life mm -hmm. from a mob. Yeah, and again, that that has no context into how this started right. or why Kyle was there, yeah, or should he have been there? None right. of that. But Within given that moment, the situation. I think it is safe to say that he was defending his life. Absolutely. Especially in all this was legitimately an active war zone. Yes. Kenosha was at the time. And, and looking at it, yes, it, it seemed to me like basically he was on like the streets of like like Kosovo. Yeah. Kosovo. You know, yeah. I mean like the the angry mob coming at him. I mean, yeah, he was in a complete war zone at that time and he was enacting or acting the way he should have to protect his life. Yes. At, at the moment, yes, yes, that is how you would uh, – a trained 
person in that situation yeah. would respond. Like you take out immediate threats to your life. Yep. And once the threat is gone, you don't shoot anybody else. Right. I yeah. mean, that's just it. And a lot of the people that come out against him are like, this motherfucker killed two un unarmed men. Like, why did he shoot two unarmed men? Again, before the first shot, mm -hmm. when they were already mobbing, like right. chasing him down, a shot was fired, not by him. A shot was fired, and immediately that triggers his response. Right. That's immediately when he turns and goes into defensive mode. Yeah. And then before the second guy was shot, there was a gunshot in the air. Yeah. Really, like, directly next to him. Mm -hmm. Again, defensive mode. And then when the third guy was shot, he was legitimately pointing a gun at him. He yeah. even said I was pointing a gun right. at him. Right, yeah. So, yes, you can say these men were unarmed, but given that situation, you don't have time to, right. to think about Hey, is this guy that is attacking me? Is he the one that just shot? Or, yeah. and he's trying to take my gun. Is he the one that just right. shot? Or who just shot? Yeah. Like, you don't have that moment, especially right. a 17 year old kid. Right. Yeah. So you can say whatever you want about them being unarmed, but looking at the situation, it's not like he was obviously wasn't right. the only armed man. He no. wasn't the only one firing shots. Yeah. Yes. Nobody else shot anybody. Yeah. apparently right which it was interesting that video said eight shots rang out mm -hmm. and it's inconclusive whether or not all of kyle's bullets were the ones that hit rosenbaum right. so somebody else could have been back there shooting at him too right. and hit rosenbaum for, for all anybody knows yeah it's inconclusive but yeah. you don't hear that stuff right in the mainstream media right you don't hear about anybody else shooting mm -hmm. you just hear that kyle rittenhouse was out there yeah and he shot a bunch of people yeah so Let's look at the the victims, I guess we could call sure. them. We'll call them victims, even though the court won't allow them to yeah. be called victims. We can call them, I mean, by definition, they're victims of sure. being shot. So they they tell us not to like label some of these people. Like they tell yeah. us not to label um George Floyd right. as being like a drug addict or sure. being whatever, like a, a, a lady beater or anything like right. that, because that that has no context no on context in what on. happened but they're really quick to label kyle rittenhouse as because i, I heard a report it was like a abc report on like a couple days later and it, it was saying uh kyle fancied himself as being a friend of the police so what okay <laughs> or he 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 was a trump supporter again when when did we get to the point right. where trump supporter was yeah. synonymous with uh, going and shooting people oh, or being yeah. a racist or i i mean it's yeah. been white supremacists forever oh, absolutely. But, but anything anything that happens any crime that happens right. it's just like well obviously he was a trump supporter right. now that's synonymous to yeah uh, far far right wing militiamen you know i mean boogaloo uh, yes. proud boy i mean they're that's everything they're trying to associate mm -hmm. him with right now well he also, on his Facebook page or his social media pages, had Blue Blue Lives Matter stuff oh, yeah. on him. So, obviously, so obviously, no sympathy for, um, you know, Blake or or Floyd or, you know, because, you know, if you like yeah. the police, you support the police, you can't support anything else. Right. Right. Yep. So, I think it's only fair since they're labeling Kyle Rittenhouse and they're bringing up his, like, social media posts, his past and the things he supports. It's only fair to bring up the past sure. of some of these quote unquote victims. Absolutely. So I've got I've got a list of of their criminal records. Okay. So it says why we've decided to tell you the criminal records of the men shot in Kenosha. I don't care to know why. Yeah. I already explained to you why we are sharing it. Yeah. So I'm gonna look into 
the criminal rep- records of these guys that were shot. The first is the Joseph Joseph Rosenbaum, who was the guy that was shot first. Yeah, and he he was the one that seemed very belligerent towards yeah. them, and like you said, had said it was heard allegedly that he said that if he caught one of them alone, he would kill them. But yes. he was definitely a very hostile individual. Yes. So it says Joseph Don Rosenbaum lived in Kenosha. He had an open case for misdemeanor bail jumping filed July 30th, 2020. That's not as bad as it gets. Okay. So the condition of the bond read not to possess or consume alcohol. I'm guessing he was probably drinking at the scene. He looked a little trash. Not to possess or consume controlled substances without a prescription. No contact, including the residence, electronic or third party with Karen Park Ridge Inn. Okay. Not sure why, but those are those are the situation there. Okay. So newly released documents obtained by Wisconsin right now. So this is a right wing page. Right. This is from Wisconsin right now. Um, newly released documents obtained by them from the Pima County, which is in Arizona. Clerk of Courts confirms that Rosenbaum was charged by a grand jury with 11 counts of child molestation and inappropriate sexual activity with children, including anal rape. Holy shit. The victims were five boys ranging in age from nine to 11. He was convicted of two amended counts as part of a plea deal. See those documents here. So it says news articles say Joseph or Jojo Rosenbaum was the father of a two-year-old. He was 36. No Joseph Rosenbaum is found on the Wisconsin sex offender registry right now, but he may have been removed because he's deceased. Screenshots and city databases show that he was on the registry for sexual contact with a minor case out of Arizona. So he was on Arizona sex offender right. registry. Asked Wisconsin Department of Corrections if they had a Joseph Rosenbaum on the registry before, and they said yes, and they were notified he's now deceased. So he was uh, yeah. on it, but he's not now because he's He's dead. So it says contacted Arizona Department of Corrections, and they confirmed that the middle name and date of birth of the Arizona offender is the same as those of Joseph Rosenbaum with the Kenosha address in Wisconsin. Facebook page of Joseph Rosenbaum, who was shot by Rittenhouse, indicates he's engaged to Carrion, who's he's not allowed to contact, who's in that. It says the Wisconsin-Arizona initial offense dates are also the same. So we don't have to go through all this. You get you get an idea of that guy. Right. Of what kind of person he was. Yes. So let's talk about this Gage Grosskreutz, who was the third guy to get shot. The guy that got shot in the bicep. The, you the, can see. Right. The one that had the handgun. You can see his bicep blown to a bit there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obliterated. So George Paul Grosskreutz has a forfeiture case for not showing obedience to officers as well as for loud noises. Interesting. <laughs> he was convicted of criminal misdemeanor for going armed with a firearm while intoxicated. People on social media are alleging that he's a Wisconsin felon. However, he has no felony convent- convictions in Wisconsin's court system. The old archived webpage alleges he was arrested on burglary charges, but nothing comes in the court website for that case. He confirmed in court that he has one criminal conviction, and it's for this. So this is his criminal conviction. It says he's affiliated with the People's Revolution, the Milwaukee area prote- protest group that has been protesting at Mayfair Mall and elsewhere. He's accused of attacking and shooting at a Wawatosa police officer. Uh, Joseph Mansa was also affiliated with that group. So 
the police officer was affiliated with that group too. That's interesting. Yeah. It says Grosskreutz was charged with second offense, drunk driving after the shooting, but the case was dismissed on prosecution motion right before the Rittenhouse trial. He was also accused of prowling by the <laughs> West Alice police. So not a lot on him, but he does have a criminal record. Yeah. He was he did shoot at a police officer or something like that. Right. So and has a history of carrying a, a his handgun. Yes. So Anthony Huber has a disorderly conduct conviction from 2018 as a domestic abuse repeater, which is a misdemeanor. I'm not sure how this is just a misdemeanor. You should see this guy's domestic abuse list. He gave a Kenosha address. Here are the charges of the case. Here's one. Battery. There's battery, mm-hmm. um, repeater, domestic abuse, um, disorderly conduct, domestic abuse, repeater. Um, let's see. Recklessly endangering safety felon G charge dismissed, which is use of a dangerous weapon, domestic abuse. Strangulation and suffocation felony, oh, domestic shit. abuse. False imprisonment felony, domestic abuse, use of a dangerous weapon. So that's like kidnapping, false right. imprisonment, yeah. holding probably holding his fiance or something in right. her house or something yeah. with a weapon. Uh, battery, domestic abuse. A lot of these charges have been dismissed, but these are things that he has been Accused booked of. on. Yeah. Disorderly conduct, use of dangerous weapon. Disorderly conduct, domestic abuse. So a long rap sheet yeah. for him. Right. Like I said, a domestic abuse repeater. Yeah. Uh, several charges. So. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to get any further in that. We yeah. we see it speaks for itself. Kind of who these people yeah. were. And right. people are like, oh, uh, Rittenhouse did the world a favor and got rid of a pedophile. Well, yeah, yeah, right. he did. But I mean, right. that really doesn't make our case when right. But that, that's but, just making him look more like a vigilante that's just out to kill right. pedophiles. Yeah, but. but it does give a history and kind of goes towards conduct, you know, past conduct to explain like, okay. If they would have got a hold of him, yeah, they probably would have killed him. Yeah. Or well, Rosenbaum would have raped him. And people can come back and say, hey, you can't bring up the past in this incident. You don't know that. that if, but but again, they did it, that with Rittenhouse again. with much less labels. Right. Yeah. Just being a Trump supporter and supporting Blue yeah. Lives Matter made him this horrible, horrible human. So obviously he was going to go up and, and, and shoot up protesters. Right. But then the people on the other side were rapists and yeah. domestic abusers yeah. and – like violent criminals yeah Yeah. violent criminals yeah but rittenhouse was the problem here obviously right Right. he had more um intention based on his past than the violent offenders did now i i don't think that's how this works no i i don't i don't see how you can bring up one but then gloss over oh but but that's how it's always done. oh it is it absolutely is and uh, again i don't like that they bring up like george floyd's past that that doesn't bear any right on the reason why he got freaking killed but yeah again if you're gonna bring up one i think it's only fair yeah and yeah with with floyd's past no you know what he was there what happened to him no bearing on what the situation was yeah with this you know rittenhouse hadn't been convicted of anything no his most crime that i think the left is more upset with is the fact that he was carrying an ar-15 yeah right across state lines right across state lines illegal weapons right. across state lines and it's interesting to me that a lot of the people like i i kind of dip into this 
really ugly side of Facebook. There's this this mm -hmm. Facebook group that's like purely communist anarchist people, and their posts are just ridiculous. They're the ones that are against that that say rent is theft and stuff oh, like sure. that. Yeah. So and they're all like self-proclaiming anarchists, like communist anarchists. Yeah. But then they come out with things like, well, he was illegally carrying a firearm. It's just like you're calling yourself an anarchist. Yeah. But then you throw out the defense that he was illegally carrying right. a firearm. Yeah. That yeah. just contradicts itself. Yeah. I don't think this word means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you do you know what the word anarchist means? Right. Because yeah. it typically means like no government, which means there is no such thing as illegal use right. of a firearm Absolutely. or illegally carrying a firearm yeah. or crossing state lines. I mean, yeah, most of the people on the far left are against borders altogether but right. until something like this happens it's like oh he crossed state lines mm -hmm. yeah oh he 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 crossed it from illinois came here yeah. specifically for this yeah to to kill and to maim yeah and, and i i love how this has become about vigilantism mm -hmm. you know it's like you know oh he's a vigilante he's he's taking justice in his own hands but just there in that video, wasn't that whole group of people trying to chase him down and take shit take, into their own hands? Yeah, exactly. Yes. He said, "I want to. We're going to cranium this motherfucker." Yeah, right. I mean, that is taking yeah. it in. That's vigilante. You just shot that guy. Let's get him. Let's kill him. Yeah. Let's beat him up. Yeah. That's vigilanteism. Yeah. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. And again, we don't know the context on how this started, mm -hmm. but it started, and neither side did anything different than the other side. Right. Right. They both took some the the difference was rittenhouse wasn't chasing somebody down and right. and in pursuit of them yeah you see images of it, there was a meme of kyle and he was he had like it was right after he stumbled and he had his like his weapon kind of mm -hmm. pointed down to the ground and they're like this isn't the stance of somebody in self-defense this is somebody who kneels down and is taking aim on his uh his prey it's like dude the guy tripped right you yeah. can see in the video where he trips yeah what the fuck are you talking it's yeah. like they take one frame one mm -hmm. tiny frame of this entire video yeah like minute and a half situation they take one frame and they're like obviously he was out hunting people because right. of that stance right there look at him look yeah. at him like honing in on his prey this he's hunting, he's people hunting. And yeah, no, right. everything in anything says mm -hmm. he wasn't people hunting. Mm -hmm. And then back to what I was talking about, how they say that he crossed state lines. Did you know the majority of people? Wow, that TV is really loud. Mm -hmm. The majority <laughs> of the protesters there, there was like 160 people that got arrested. A hundred of them were not from Kenosha. Okay. And they had said that, you know, yeah, that in a lot of these protests that people were bust in. Yeah. But uh, I saw an article. I think it was a Snopes article, like fact checking this. And sure. it was like missing context because, yes, 100 of the 160 were not from Kenosha. A bunch of them were from Milwaukee, which is there in Wisconsin. Right. But they're not from that area. But right. they came to protest. And then. The second largest group was from neighboring city in Illinois. So they really were only a few miles away. This, this is Snopes' defense for this thing. Yeah. They were, I mean, they're just, they're not busting from out of state. They're just in, a, what was Rittenhouse from? Yeah, yeah I was going to say just a, a, a neighboring city. <laughs> in Illinois. Yeah. So they crossed state lines yeah. to cause this protest, these riots, like burning cars, knocking yeah. over street lamps, yeah. lighting businesses on fire. 
but that's fine because oh oh they're just coming in support right. of yeah uh a neighboring town but then when Bullshit. somebody from the other side comes oh yeah. in support from a neighboring town they're like oh my god this yeah. guy how many of those you think brought their own guns across state lines oh, too yeah i'm sure tons of them and i i'm guessing that guy with a long rap sheet yeah he was if he was carrying a gun I, i'm guessing he's not allowed to carry a gun oh and yeah i'm not sure none if, of them were no i i don't know about the guy that got shot in the arm that actually had right. his pistol because well, he didn't have a felony i was gonna say he he said he didn't have a felony but that doesn't mean like because wasn't he the one that was shooting at a cop yeah so i mean there there's a good chance to there's a good yeah. chance that he was not I mean, legally possessing are a he, gun. He got off on a technicality, most likely, yes. which is why he wasn't charged. So we're getting close to a break, but I mean, let why not start digging into this trial? I mean, yeah. we, we I think we've covered. Yeah, you kind of set whole, up the whole the whole the whole situation, yeah. all the things surrounding it. I do want to play devil's advocate, but I think I'm going to yeah. save that for the second half because okay. I think it's safe to say. I, th I think there's precedent on both sides here to, to say certain things. Absolutely. I mean, yes, things are getting blown way out of proportion on both sides. Yeah. But when you step back and look at it for unbiased, yeah. I think you can say, yeah, I, I think you can uh, justify each, like, at least some of the individual's actions there that weren't Kyle right. Rittenhouse. We, we can justify Kyle Rittenhouse's all day, but yeah. we, I think we can also justify some of the, uh, these other guys. Sure. Um, their their actions too yeah but let's first let, let let's talk about this trial let's talk about the judge first yes yeah because he's drawing a lot of attention this op-ed from vanity fair Ooh, vanity hard-hitting journalism says kyle rittenhouse's judge is the actual worst wow is that like legal terms the <laughs> literally the worst ever like walking like you are the actual worst judge yes <laughs> by definition you are literally the actual worst judge ever <laughs> the worstest worst of all the judgeliest judges yes you are the worst were, were they 13 <laughs> yeah or donald trump <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so like i said this is an op-ed from uh from vanity fair but this kind of gives mm -hmm. an idea of why this judge is the, the worst. worst so let's look at it last april we don't have to get into all the shit. This talks about Derek Chauvin. This talks about uh, George Floyd. This talks about the Rittenhouse thing. Everything we've already built up. Yeah, we don't need to talk about all this. But a few paragraphs down, it starts out saying, and now it appears the Rittenhouse, that Rittenhouse has an ally in Bruce Schroeder, the judge presiding over his trial. How do we know this? Let's examine the evidence. Let's. Sounds like a, a criminal minds case or something. Right. Yeah, Vanity Fair style. For starters, even before the trial began, Schroeder refuses to allow prosecutors to refer to the people Rittenhouse killed as victims, claiming it's too loaded of a term. Okay. And I can I can see where he's yeah, going with this. Absolutely. It's like, no, they weren't just like bystanders. Yeah. They were they were involved. They were involved. They were violent. They were burning shit. They mm. were trying to beat the shit out of him. We're not gonna call him victim right. them victims so this i kind of agree with it says i can absolutely see the argument that using the term is a case where the defendant claims self-defense lacks neutrality mm -hmm. it's a choice other judges have made though i doubt that this kind of neutrality would be given to a black teen who gunned down people at a maga rally 
All right, that's totally different context. It's to- and totally it, it, like speculative. You said, it's, yes, it is, but you don't know that. Still, I want to call Judge Schroeder biased for his ruling alone. So that alone doesn't make him biased. Oh, good. But he does allow them, instead of using victims, he allows them to use the defense to use rioters, looters, and arsonists, which is equally true. as loaded. Uh, yeah, it is true. And you don't know, like, you don't know that some of these guys were even like rioting or looting. They were just the guys that ran up and true. chased him. So, although you know Rosenbaum was, yes, so like, he was a looter for sure, but and, and a arsonist. All of them, not necessarily. That's true. Because it says the victims are not on trial. Rittenhouse is refusing to allow prosecutors to use linguistically accurate terms for people who did not voluntarily attempt to catch a bullet with their face at the same time as allowing the defense to use prejudicial language to characterize what those people were doing at the time is the very different definition of bias. There is not an, and never will be a trial to determine whether Anthony Huber and Joseph Rosenbaum were arsonists, even though they're supposedly videos of Rosenbaum right. burning things, yes. but looters or rioters because Rittenhouse killed them in the street. Instead, the sole surviving victim of Rittenhouse's gunfire, Gage Grossgrutz, has not been charged with rioting, looting, or arson, or any crime whatsoever arising out of the protests in Kenosha. So again, I can see how they're saying this yeah. is biased. I do agree that they shouldn't be allowed to call them victims, but yeah. I also see their point in saying, let's not call them rioters, right. looters, because that's just making them, that's just charging it towards the other right. side. Yeah, it does villainize them. Yes. Elsewhere in the pre-trial fund, Schroeder let Rittenhouse out on a $2 million bail, which was crowdfunded by people who think he did nothing wrong, refused to issue a new arrest warrant when Rittenhouse after prosecute or for Rittenhouse after prosecutors argued he had violated the terms of his bond and said that he would allow the defense to introduce evidence of police officers telling the 17-year-old, we appreciate you. Oh, and there was also this. At the same time, Schroeder announced that he would not allow prosecutors to introduce evidence of Rittenhouse's prior disposition to shoot people to death. There is a video of Rittenhouse watching from a car as people leave a CVS. He calls them looters and says he wishes he had a gun to shoot them. So the judge won't allow that video. And I understand why people are pissed by that because there's plenty of video of Rosenbaum saying, I'm going to kill you. if, And they're using that as evidence, but they can't use evidence of Rittenhouse saying... I want to shoot. I want to shoot these looters. If I had my gun, I would shoot these looters. Yeah. And they were just trying to establish, like, um, kind of a a baseline for his mental. His his mental. Yeah. So, again, I I can see how they're saying the judge is biased here. What do you think of that? You think they should allow that video? You think that was wrong of the judge to? No, I think they should allow that video. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, that would establish something, right? I mean, the prosecution. It could establish again his motive going into it. Right. Like he's already said. Hey, I wish I could had a gun to shoot those guys. That could go towards okay, some kind of, you know, predisposition or some kind of like, um, um, like, like, uh, what would you call it? Like, um, you know, plan basically planned out. Yeah, you like know? yeah. Um, now I can't think of it. I know, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Says that all happened before the trial got underway. Since it has, Schroeder has seemed inclined to continue to go to bat for the kid who killed two people. On Wednesday, for instance, he snapped a prosecution for asking Rittenhouse why he thought he needed protection in the form of an AR, which seems pretty central to the case. I'm not going to play the video. Basically, he snapped was the the judge saying, you already asked him this. And he's like, but I didn't ask him this specifically. Um, And I'm trying to 
prove a point here of why he felt if he didn't go there to shoot people, then what was his plan with self-defense of having an AR if it wasn't to shoot people? And the judge is like, well, can you just like hurry this along? Like, yeah, let, let's speed this up. That I, was the judge snapping. That is, I mean, if that is snapping nowadays, right. man, they want to survive the military that I was in. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. so. And, and in reference to that, I mean, I would argue that, yeah, I mean, he, he was take, you don't take an AR-15 without the intent to use it. Yeah. And one of the things they used against him in the defense was, uh, so there was him on video of people asking why he was there and stuff. And he said mm -hmm. that he was there for, to help protect and then also offer mm -hmm. first aid. Yeah. And they asked him if he had any non-lethal bullets in his gun. And he said, no, I don't have non-lethal bullets. And I'm like, well, obviously he was here to kill. I was like, no, kind of not what, what yeah. non-lethal like blanks. Right. Yeah. Where's it? Is he supposed to have rubber bullets? What, what right, are they yeah. expecting here? Yeah. So then there was this one. I love this one. This one is my favorite. So Mikhail Gillette says, God bless the USA is the opening song played at every Trump rally. Lee Greenwood literally sang it at Trump's inauguration. Okay, but it's been around for years. It is the ringtone of the judge in Kyle Rittenhouse's murder trial. So there's one instance, which is totally unprofessional of the judge. Yeah. Where his ringer goes off. Right, during the... Mid-trial. Right. Do you think they're sitting in there and his ringer goes off and the prosecution's like, fuck. He's like, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Mistrial, sir. Can we get yeah. a different judge? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, because it was God Bless the USA, which is obviously the opening song played at every Trump rally. Yeah. Obviously, that's a but, problem. You know, I'm not a Trump fan. Even if... And it, I like that song. I do too. But like you said, this song's been around forever. Yeah. It's been a patriotic song, which you can't say patriot anymore without right. being a Trump supporter and a, a, a MAGA. white supremacist yeah. and all that stuff. But even if he played this, he had this as a ringtone specifically because he was a Trump supporter. What the fuck does that have to do with Kyle Rittenhouse? Right. Yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. Right. Yes, it does say he's more right inclined. Mm -hmm. But if he was playing something, I don't know, what song would the left be playing? Rage. Oh, okay, Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> Even if it came on, it was playing Rage Against the Machine. Do you think the other side... Killing like, in the name... Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Killing in the name of... Comes on the... Comes on the judges. Do you think... Do you think the defense should be like, oh my God, he's clearly right. left-leaning, left so he, yeah. he should be... This should be a mistrial. Right. No, yeah, your political leanings have nothing to do with how yeah. you judge. Yeah. I mean, to an extent... they shouldn't. Yeah. So it says, so you can probably understand why, as one Kenosha resident told the Washington Post, I think Kyle Rittenhouse is going to get off. They gave the case to the worst judge in town. <laughs> because, uh, I mean, some of these things do seem a little biased. I, I can yeah. see it. And I don't know why they're not screaming for If it's that big of a deal, right. why aren't what? they screaming yeah. for a Maybe they're waiting to see what the verdict is, and then they'll come out. And if it I goes against them, yeah. they'll be like, you know what? This judge was obviously biased, so yes. we're, we're calling for a mistrial. Yeah, I, I can see that, too. But that's that's a look at the, the worst judge yes. ever. I, I think I've seen worse, but. So why don't we get in a break? All right. It's about that time. Okay. Before we move on, so we're in, we're yes. into the trial now. Yes, we have the worst judge ever. We got the worst judge ever. We're into the trial. I want to save the ridiculous part 
of the trial for later. And and there's some ridiculous shit. Oh, I am sure. And I've got I've got loads of it. So okay. And I've got other stuff that we'll see what we get to today. Like you had talked about comparing him to Timothy McVeigh and stuff, mm-hmm. and and there's all this speculation and stuff. Um, we'll see how much we get through today because um, okay. we have a lot of stuff here. Yes. So let's get into break really fast, and when we come back, we're going to uh, continue on with the story, get into the circus that's the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Do you think this? Do you think this from what you've seen so far? Does this compare to O.J. Simpson trial? Oh God, no. No, not no. even as much of a circus. No. Seeing some of the shit, maybe yeah. I'll ask you again after. Yeah, I, I I think that there's more on the line with this one. Yeah, and so it definitely could be, but I, you know, this isn't something I remember during the OJ trial. I mean, it was everywhere. Like I, I would be at work and it would be playing on TVs mm. around me at work, and people would come in just to see what was happening. At least this judge isn't like looking into the camera to right, talk yeah. and stuff like the OJ right. judge was. Yeah. So let's get into break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that circus of a trial that is yeah. still underway as we're yeah. talking right now. So we're going to take a couple minutes to go to break uh, and then go get, get yourself a drink, get yourself something to eat, whatever. Do, do all the stuff you do while we're on break. And then when we come back, we'll just continue this. So we'll be right back. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence to new ways to develop rugged individualism to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. like that we are back awesome now it's gonna get deep it's gonna get deep or ridiculous one of the two can it get ridiculously deep i think we can okay we'll see deeply ridiculous we will find out here in the next couple minutes how deep or how ridiculous or a combination of the two we could possibly get because that's what that's the way we like it yes we've given quite a bit of context into this i think 
get rid of this music. Yeah, yeah. give us a call if you have any thoughts on how that. I don't have the fun lines here. open just yet. But oh, my bad. Here, they're open now. Call in if you have any thoughts. Call in, and I will give you the phone line here in just a second as I open up the phone lines. You can call in at 712-320-8289. I got to get rid of that music still. I thought I got rid of it. I'm not on my game yet. I was on a break, and I'm not fully back from break, apparently. 712-320-8289. You can call in and... Give us your opinions on all this. Tell us what you think about this trial, how ridiculous this thing was, or your opinions of the incident. Yeah. I've seen, you know, quote, friends, unquote, on Facebook, you know, that have come out, you know, been like, you know, guns, taking the law in your own hands, mm -hmm. you know, um, this is, you know, if he gets off, you know, this is white supremacy, you know, this is Donald Trump's legacy, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. No, I understand that. So let's let's talk about the ridiculous stuff first. Okay. Because there's some takeaways from this trial. I feel like the pros the prosecution didn't do a good job making their case. Okay. I think they hurt themselves more. A lot of their witnesses hurt their prosecution, their 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 case more than it actually helped them. But before I get into that, um, we might as well start this off ridiculous because <laughs> because this is utterly ridiculous. So, a few things to come out of this. <laughs> Here's the first one. Let me share this. So, at some point, the prosecutor was trying to make the point that um, <laughs> Rittenhouse wasn't acting in self-defense. And it says, he actually did this. He took the AR, not like a dummy AR. He took the AR, Kyle Rittenhouse's AR, that was admitted into as evidence says his assistant had checked it to be sure it wasn't loaded. And then without himself checking it to confirm raises it and points it in the direction of the jury. Did we learn nothing from Alec Baldwin? Seriously. <laughs> and if you can see this picture, if you're watching, look where his finger is. Oh, he's, he's firmly. Yeah. He's, he's firmly got his on finger yes. blatantly on the trigger. Let me try to zoom this in. Uh, it's not going to zoom in any further. I mean, clearly his finger's on the trigger. Yes, you can see there's no magazine there, but he didn't check it, just yeah. like Alec Baldwin didn't. Yeah. His assistant checked it, just like yeah. Alec Baldwin's did. And instead of pointing it <laughs> off in a vague direction, it doesn't care if he checked that. There is no reason for him to point that directly at the jury. I get right. the point oh, yeah. he was trying to make. Like, yeah. what? I, how would you feel if this was this was? Yeah what well, you were looking down and i showed this to you before and like you said yeah number one no trigger discipline mm -hmm. number two it's not firmly in his shoulder so no. if, if there he was were around, to shoot that it's gonna be all over the fucking place mm -hmm. this guy has clearly not shot too many weapons in his life so there's there's the first like ridiculous fuck up the next one let me pull this one up this was somebody that came to I, I don't know if the prosecution – no, this was just a guy – this was a doctor that was, like, kind of watching the trial from, like, outside. But he he made this observation of Kyle Rittenhouse, right, mm -hmm. as doctors tend to do, and this was what it was. Let me share this. Oh, I love this. So this one says, Dr. Jack Brown is who this is. 
Rittenhouse displays a sexual hand gesture of masturbation when describing loading his AR-15. This is profound nonverbal tell-slash-body-language Freudian slip indicative of sexual sadism. What do you think about that? I think that's that's reaching. Slightly. That's Yeah, that's let me, reading let, a little bit right. too much into it. So if you see the picture at the bottom of the screen, you can see his left or his right hand is like this. Yes. So when you reload an AR-15, here, here, like here, this is how I'm, here, let me, let me get rid of this picture so you can see me better. So this is how you shoot an AR-15, right? Yes. When you reload it, you got to cock it a little sideways, as you saw Rittenhouse doing there. You take the magazine in your hand, like so, and you load, load it. Loaded into that doesn't the look very masturbatory. Load it. Is that the term? Lo load it into it like this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. Mean, I don't get. <laughs> maybe it didn't see it all the way, so he pulled it out and seated it. <laughs> so that's what you see. Back to the picture. You see his one hand is like this because he's holding the weapon, and then his other hand would load. In a, you know, yeah. you, you understand, right? I, I, I do you, do you want a better depiction of this, like a more thorough depiction? Yeah, please, please. All right, so over here I have an anatomically correct model <laughs> model of an AR-15. That, 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 yes, I, I noticed that. It and just seems to have all the parts. It, it, see, it anatomically, like proper weight, weighted model yes. of an AR-15, proper yes. size model of an AR-15, just like... Like a dummy model yeah, of an yeah. AR-15. I also have this dummy, properly weighted model of a magazine. Okay. So if I was holding, which I'm not going to point it at you, like <laughs> I figured, like the uh, <laughs> even though uh, I better, it's cleared. Right? Okay. You you saw that it's yes, cleared. It's okay. cleared. So, in order to load this dummy with this dummy magazine, I would. So I I go from this, I would kick it sideways. Yes. I would take the magazine like this and. See, it didn't mm -hmm. insert, didn't it? Yes. Didn't it go in? Up, I, I down? I do see, yes. Up, down? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it clicked it. You heard it that time. I, I heard the click. Did that look a little bit too sexually sedative to you? I, it did turn me on a bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting really out of hand. <laughs> I'm going to put this away. It's on. Uh, better clear it. Okay. It's clear. Okay. All right, we good? Yes. That model's clear. Gotcha. Do you think this is reaching? A little bit, yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he's yeah. just like, yeah, I took my gun and, and I, I loaded it. And he's like, oh, he's he's yeah. giving uh, yeah. the impression that he's masturbating and it's a Freudian slip. No, it's not a Freud. He was, yeah. do, do, have you ever loaded an no, AR-15 before? No. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Dr. Jack Brown, you are stupid as fuck. <laughs> you have no position to be saying he, any kind of, you, you, you should not be giving yeah. any diagnoses because, no. man, if, if that is your... Indication of sexual sadism. Yeah. Then holy shit. Yeah. Uh, he's he's probably got a book coming out like loading and, and sadism for <laughs> dummies or something. <laughs> sexual loading. Yeah. I was so highly entertained and disappointed by that that yes. whole that whole th scenario. The, uh, there. But the, that's what this whole shit has been about the yeah, entire that's what, time. That's why I asked, is this more of a circus than 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 um uh, yes, uh, freaking yeah. OJ had the if it doesn't acquit, don't acquit. Like he yeah, like, did right. the stupid glow, don't the, fit. Yes. You must acquit. But at least I, I guess at least the prosecutor wasn't saying, yeah. look how he was displaying a sign of right. masturbation yeah. right there. Clearly, yeah. right. He's a sexual sadist. Yeah. 
Number two, what does his sexual sadism have anything to do with this trial in the first place? <laughs> Even if he was sitting there on stand like this, <laughs> what does that have to do with his trial? Who who cares? Why are you pointing this out? Right. Besides to sound smart when you just make yeah. yourself sound like a oh, biggest just, dumbass. They're trying to they're trying to make him look like a sicko. Like he he, yeah. he thrives on on violence. He gets off on it. Okay. But yeah. no. No. No, he was no. symbolizing as you saw the demonstration. Yes. Yes. That he was loading an AR-15. Yes. And that is how you do it. Yes. I could get where you could, if you had no idea about an AR-15, how you might think yes, that that's what that Dr. was. Dr. Jack Brown obviously has no idea. Yes. So let's talk about, let's, let's get some takeaways from this trial. Here's this article from AP News saying, did the state's own witnesses hurt Rittenhouse's case? So this starts out, it says, prosecutors wrapped up more than a week of testimony at Kyle Rittenhouse's homicide trial after calling more than a dozen witnesses, some appearing to help the defense more than the prosecution. The bonus was on prosecutors, or the onus? The onus was on prosecutors, I don't know what onus is, uh, to counter Rittenhouse's self-defense claim in shooting dead two men and wounding a third at a protest in Kenosha last year following the shooting, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We know Based, all that shit. Oh, it was their responsibility. Yeah. To... Says, how do legal experts think it went? <laughs> legal experts agree prosecutors had the bigger challenge going in, and some said they didn't come close to offering the kind of testimony sure to persuade jurors. Besides pointing an AR-15 right, at the at jury the, yeah. and saying, how do you feel if I do this? <laughs> do you feel threatened? Yeah. Do you feel, do you feel threatened? <laughs> I'd be like, dude, if I was the jury, I, I'd be like, I'm done. I, yeah, right. I'd, like, yeah. I'd, I'd stand up to hop over the thing and knock the, <laughs> like, take the shit out of his hand. I'd be like, dude, you put that shit down. Yeah. You, you clearly have shouldn't have clue. it. Says the case has gone very badly for prosecution, said Phil Turner, a former federal prosecutor who has followed the trial through the media. Prosecutors endeavored to show Rittenhouse's fear for his life on the night of August 15, 2020 weren't justified, but successive state witnesses, Turner and other legal experts said, seemed to buttress the defense assertion that buttress, buttress that Rittenhouse had a good reason to be afraid. Buttress. Not everyone believes the state's presentation went that badly. Joe Lopez, the Chicago-based defense attorney, singled out witness uh, witnesses who said Ro Rosenbaum acted oddly but didn't pose a threat as testimony helpful to the state. Prosecution called witnesses that hurt their case, but sometimes you take the good with the bad. What are some examples of state witnesses seeming to aid the defense? Ryan Balch is a military veteran who carried an AR-style rifle that night and patrolled with Rittenhouse. He told jurors that Ro Rosenbaum made ominous threats within earshot of Rittenhouse. So this was a the prosecution witness. Okay, gotcha. This was the state witness, and he said he was the one that said that Rosenbaum was heard saying, if I catch you, I'm going to fucking kill you. Right, okay. He was the one that said that, but he was the state's witness. Another witness, the videographer that was seen in that video that was following with the camera, the mm -hmm. phone camera, described Rosenbaum chasing Rittenhouse and lunging for Rittenhouse's gun. When prosecutor Thomas Binger pressed McGinnis to concede, he didn't know what Rosenbaum's intent was, McGinnis had pointed in damaging a damaging answer. Well, McGinnis promptly replied, he said, fuck you, and then reached for the weapon. So this, again, was a state web, a state witness Yeah, that was supposed to be on the prosecutor's side. And they said, what, what happened? And he's like, well, he said, fuck you, and reached for his gun. 
okay, that that kind of hurts the, right, yeah. <laughs> the prosecution there. <laughs> Gal Pizetsky, another Chicago-based defense attorney, said the vital testimony, this was a vital testimony for the defense. If lunging for the gun is not a threatening action that would put Rittenhouse in fear of his life, I'm not sure what would be. McGinnis also described Rittenhouse as appearing to do all he could to flee, even shouting friendly, friendly, friendly at Rosenbaum to convey he meant no harm. Hmm. So I didn't, nobody's saying that part of it. Yeah. But the cameraman that's supposed to be the state's witness said that Rittenhouse was yelling friendly, friendly, friendly. saying that's So weird. clearly he wasn't out there to kill people. You're right. Yeah. Grosskreutz, which was the third guy that got the shot with the handgun. Yes is another state witness who may have helped the defense case as much of the prosecutions. He testified that he carried a loaded pistol that night and acknowledged that it was aimed at Rittenhouse when Rittenhouse shot him. Although Grosskreutz maintained he didn't intentionally aim the gun and said he wouldn't have fired. But how, Bullshit. How, how's the guy? Bullshit. Split first? Well, yeah, then his text later. Yeah. Or his friend's text later right. saying, which yeah. we don't have proof that he said this, but his right. friend said that he said this. Either way, right. in that situation... How is Rittenhouse supposed to know well, again, your intention? Number one, number one, okay? You point a gun at somebody, your intention is to use it. Yeah. Period. You should, that's, I mean, yeah. Second of all, if someone pu puts a gun at you, your intention is, they're going to fucking shoot me. Yeah, and if you don't, if you don't have that reaction, you might as well just kill yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> because right. you're, you're a dead man. Yeah, and obviously Rittenhouse has had training, okay? We, you saw that, mm -hmm. okay? So his first response when somebody comes up after being attacked by a number of people and somebody points a gun at you, yeah, you shoot him. Right. Yeah. Right? Especially the fact like, that he only shot him in the in the arm, he's lucky. Yeah, he he got lucky because the other guys didn't get off so lucky. Yeah. Like I, I like I was saying, like you, you pointed out, like you don't know this guy. How is written how supposed to know right. this guy's intention? Yeah. And they said they didn't say um what, what was the guy's name? Gross Kreutz. Yeah. They didn't say his whole response here because if you watch the video, the state's witness, which is Gross Kreutz, said they asked him where um when your hands were up, because he was the one in the video that he initially put his hands up. Yeah. And then later pulled a gun. And yeah. He wasn't the one that lunged for his gun, but he pulled a gun yeah. on him, and that's when he got shot. Yeah. So the defense says, When your hands were up, did he shoot you? He said no. So it wasn't until you pulled the gun out that he mm -hmm. shot you. That's correct. And <laughs> you've seen the memes or the videos where the prosecutor yeah, just like, like sitting there uh, with his head and saying, it's like, you were my key witness. You had one job. <laughs> what are you doing? So, yeah, this this says that he pulled a gun on him before he got shot, but it doesn't give the full picture that yeah. he actually admitted to. No, when I wasn't a threat, he didn't shoot. But when I pulled a gun, I did shoot. So this, I guess, is a good spot to play devil's advocate yeah. with this guy because okay. it, it involves this guy here. Okay. It doesn't involve uh, what's the other Rosenbaum because no. we we saw everything that happened there. Yeah. So let's play devil's advocate. Okay. This guy, in his testimony, said, according to his view, Rittenhouse was an active shooter. Right. And so, I guess my question is, if there's an active shooter. I carry a gun, mm -hmm. and if I'm in a situation like that, and right. a whole mob of people is saying, "Dude, he's out shooting people," yeah, there's a good chance I'm going to draw my gun, right? And then it becomes, who's the quickest shooter? You know, right. like yeah. in that moment, like we say, Kyle Rittenhouse didn't have more than a couple seconds to make a split decision. What's going to happen? Right. 
And a guy comes and not only did he run by say, and they're like, Hey, this guy's an active shooter. But then right in front of him, one guy just got blown away right in yeah. front of him. So in that moment, he could have pulled the gun. Right. Yes, he was on the side of the protester. So then they're on opposing side. Yeah. Let's let's think of it this way. Let's say both guys were members of Proud Boys, even though neither one of them was. Right. But both guys were on Proud Boys. They're the same side. They were there to protect property. And then all of a sudden a guy comes flying through and they're like, oh, there's a fucking active shooter. And then somebody gets shot right in front of you. Yeah. And another Proud guy, Boys guy, not knowing who's who there because they all looked the same. Right. There was protesters wearing military fatigues out there. So another proud boy pulls a gun and shoots him right. or pulls a gun and gets shot. One of the, yeah. it's that split second thing. Right. Like you're in that situation where everything is chaos. Yeah. So does that give Rittenhouse a pass at shooting him? No, not necessarily. Does that give, um, mean Rittenhouse is, yeah. shouldn't have shot him? No, that the whole, like we said, it's a fucking war zone out there. Yeah. yeah. So from that grassroots point of view he could be just as like we talked about they're both playing vigilantes here right yeah so for him to pull out his gun to say hey i mean this is an active shooter i don't want all these other people getting shot right. at but wouldn't you just shoot him well yeah i mean you could think that but right. obviously he and, instead of going up be like whoa 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 buddy yeah well you know? he he says he was trying to de-escalate the situation and then he pulled <laughs> he the gun on piss poor job right of it. <laughs> so but again, from that point of view, they're kind of both in the same they are. at that point. Right. Because, right. I mean, he's in that vicinity. If people are saying he's an active shooter, my life could potentially be at risk here, yeah. depending on which direction he starts shooting. And I'm not going to allow that right. to happen. No, absolutely. No, if, I, if I'm if i out and I, yeah, I see somebody, someone says an active shooter and I have a gun, I would just shoot him. Yeah. Right? No, I, yeah, exactly. But then... um Say he pulls the gun and Rittenhouse gets the shot, shot off first, then it's the same situation. It is. But yeah, but if it was two proud guy boys guys shooting each other, yeah. then they so, would love that shit. Playing devil's advocate, if Grass Crotch <laughs> shot Rittenhouse, would he be on trial or would he be a hero? That that's exactly it. It's the yeah. same scenario. They're yeah. both playing vigilante. Right. They're both pulling guns. They both possibly transported them from across lines right they both saw something that potentially could have been putting their own life at risk yeah and they both pulled guns yes who gets the shot off first obviously rittenhouse did if it was the other way around yeah, yeah should if if their if their thing is that oh rittenhouse shouldn't have been out there with a gun and putting himself in that position in the first place he should go to trial well then Naturally, the other guy should go to trial if yeah. he would have got the shot off first. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, that's as much devil's advocate as I can play right. just because, again, we don't know the context. We don't know where right. this gra gross crutes came from. Like, we don't know if he was out burning buildings and trying to. Right. He, there's no evidence saying that he said, fuck you guys, I'm going to kill you guys. No, right. he just happened to be immersed in the situation immediately right. where. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, I don't know if he was he one of the ones chasing him down to but I don't know. Even then. So if yeah. people are saying that guy's shooting a bunch of people, I mean, there's always going to be somebody that goes into hero mode. That's right. like, well, we got to stop him. Obviously, yeah. we can't just have him running around shooting people. So, right. I mean, point of view 
Yeah. We don't know each other, everybody's perspective in all right. this or yeah. their mindset right. in all of this. Yeah. Like we can't say, oh, he was just out to kill a Trump supporter. Just the way we can't say Kyle Rittenhouse was out to kill protesters. protesters. Right. No, yeah. it was a very fast, very like minute and a half situation mm -hmm. where gunshots are going off and everybody's judgment goes out the window like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where I sit with that then. Like, I, I can't say this guy was a shitbag and deserved to be shot at that right. point because I feel like in that situation, I may have done the same thing. Right. Yeah, he, he may have thought he was saving lives at that yeah. point. So right. just like in Rittenhouse's situation, if I was like being threatened like that, I may have done the same thing. Yeah. Same with this. I keep wanting to say grass crotch now. <laughs> cross crutes guy. I may have done that. I may have chased him or shot at him at yeah. least and like tried to stop him to keep him from killing other people. Yeah. I mean, the whole scene was chaos there. No, it wasn't like people were like, oh, this is what happened. So this is why we need to no, know. It's just like, fuck that guy. He's shooting people. Right. And so cross crack, crack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> cross crutes <laughs> stepped in and played vigilante himself. Yeah. So. Puts yeah. himself in the same spot as right. Rittenhouse, in my opinion. Yeah. No, and I think after Rosenbaum went down, everybody right. that went after Rittenhouse at that point were playing vigilante. Mm -hmm. You know, like we said, they they were all trying to get justice for Rosenbaum at that point. And all they knew is like, hey, this asshole just shot somebody. Let's get him. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, that from the start of it, it was a mob mentality thing. Right. Which turned really really yeah. shitty and, really and both sides were at each other's throats from mm -hmm. the very beginning like they said and from the videos we saw saw they were in each other's faces mm -hmm. right from the very get-go yeah so i, I think you know I, I think rosenbaum like you said he either wanted to get some blood and thought rittenhouse was a young pup and that he would be the easiest prey or rosenbaum starting fires rittenhouse puts out a fire Rosenbaum's pissed off and wants a piece of him. Yeah. Then right? I, I'm sure I am sure that Rittenhouse's mindset was we're not going to allow this shit. I'll, I'll shoot a motherfucker if I need to. I, right. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm sure that's where his mindset and, was. And, yeah. I hear that through certain, certain sides mm -hmm. all the time. Right. Like, oh, yeah. I, I'd have shot that motherfucker. You know, yeah. I, I, I hear that all the time. Yeah. And so putting himself there. But, That's probably, especially hearing right. the video of how he said right. that at one point. Yeah, and, and and every young guy out there, you know, who carries it, you know, they want to be the hero. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be like, you know, and, and like, I'm sure we'll get into with him even being there. Yes. He was intending on, on you know, getting some good old U.S. of A justice. Yeah. Right? Yep. So a little more about this trial says uh because we talked about gross crutes so it says prosecutors may at least or made at least one unforced error that allowed evidence favorable to the defense that otherwise would not have been barred or would have been barred it happened with rosenbaum's fiance carrie ann swartz so that's the one that had the right restraining order restraining on. order against him on the stand when a prosecutor asked her if rosenbaum had taken medication earlier on the day he was shot by asking that question, so the prosecutor asked if he was on medication. By asking that question, the judge ruled that prosecutors opened the door for the defense to ask about why he was on that medication. And so then Seems it came valid. out that he had a, had bipolar disorder. Okay. So 
that would have never been allowed in court had the prosecution not said, was he on medication at the time? Gotcha. So then on cross, defense was like, well, why was he on medication? And right. then it came out that he had bipolar disorder and depression. Right. Doesn't say anything about him, but yeah. that obviously can give more of like a aggressive or self-destructive well, side to him in the jury's eye, at right. least. Yeah, well, and I, I'm surprised that the prosecution would even risk putting her on the stand mm -hmm. with the fact that she has a restraining order against right. him. I mean, for that right there abuse. means that she's she's not an ally for them. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know I think, but apparently, I, I don't know. The whole prosecutor just seems like, Miss um, Carrie Ann, whatever your name is. Um, would you say that uh, Rosenbaum has a history of violence and and may come across as hostile towards you at times? Uh, yeah, I got a fucking restraining Absolutely. order because he beat the shit out of me. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes, he did. I'm yep. afraid for my life when he's around. 100%. There was one point, I think, I think there was one point, I, I didn't find it today when I was looking this shit up, but I think there was one point when the prosecutor was like, now, now your story, your story is slightly different now than it was when you were arrested. He's like, that's correct. He's like, nobody coerced you. The police officers didn't coerce you in what to say. And he's like, yes, you did. And it's just like, oh, shit. It's just like, ever, like step by step along yeah. the way, the prosecutor just kept like digging this hole. Yeah, just digging this massive hole. Um, there was some testimony that helped the prosecutors. It says some testimony depicted Rittenhouse as reckless for attending such a volatile protest. And I, I can see I would that. agree with that. I would agree yeah. with that. With an AR style semi-automatic rifle yeah. suggesting that was the primary cause of the tragic series of events. But again, he wasn't the only one there with guns. Right. It wasn't like he just showed up to a knife fight yeah. with a gun. The prosecutor's whole thing was, hey, these guys weren't armed. You don't walk into a bar fight with a gun, into a fist fight with yeah. a gun. So they made him out to be the aggressor. Yeah. But again, if you watch that video we watch, a gunshot is fired. And then at that right. point, it's just yeah. all hell breaks loose. And you know the, the video you showed before then when it asked you know if rittenhouse felt like his life was in danger and it showed all those clips of all the the mm. violence and everything like that rittenhouse and his buddies right the people he was with who decided on that wonderful saturday night or whatever that they were going to go to kenosha to protect the town from properties from looters they had to know shit was going to go down yeah Right? Absolutely. So, yes, it was incredibly reckless and stupid for them to be there. Yeah. But again, I mean, put yourself there. If you had a friend that owned a business that was under no, threat no, of getting absolutely. burned down, would yeah. you put yourself there? Well, yeah. There's a good right. chance of it. Absolutely, I would. <laughs> um, it says prosecutors had success in raising doubts about a key defense assertion that Rittenhouse feared his alleged attacker would wrest his rifle away. So, this one was um, he had a sling on his rifle, like it was slung around him. Sure. So, they're like, it would be very difficult for him to get it away from you um, with a sling on. But are you going to risk that? Yeah, and it, that's not the, yeah. what's going on in your head. And those, right. those buckles on those do do mm, break. Yeah. So, or if, if you know he beats the shit out of you and then you're unconscious and he gets your gun away from mm, you, you know, I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. So it talks about a state witness, a friend of Rittenhouse's, who similarly showed up with a weapon, told jurors he bought the rifle for Rittenhouse before the shootings because Rittenhouse wasn't old enough. He testified that the gunsling wore around his neck and shoulder area included a strap that anchored the gun to his body. He said the strap would have made it difficult for anyone to pry the gun away, undermining the defense claim that Rittenhouse feared losing control of his weapon. Still, 
at, in that split second moment, that's not your thought. Well, that that's okay. I got a, a sling on this. No, yeah. the guy's grabbing at your gun. Right. So let's move away from that, I guess. Yeah. I think the, the prosecution was really idiotic was very with weak. the case they were trying to make. Very, very yeah. weak in all of this. Yeah. And it even came down to the closing statements in all of this. And Fox News says that the defense is criticizing them because the, in their um, closing arguments, they're very charging and provocative in their closing arguments because – they know that they shit the bed and right. the rest of it. So yeah. their story changed kind of in their closing arguments after they yeah. realized, hey, we completely shit the bed. This is our final chance right. to make this thing. Yeah. This thing happen. So this was live as of um, 630 today is when I found this. So this is pretty, pretty recent. Okay. So we don't need all the backstory. It'll be interesting okay. to see how this goes. I'm not sure why it's not pulling it up on here, but oh, on okay. my phone it says, uh, Rittenhouse attorney Mark Richards accused assistant district attorney Thomas Binger, Binger of being unprepared for the trial and harshly dismissed his claim that Kyle Rittenhouse provoked the encounters in Kenosha. He says provocation, another thing, think back to November 2nd, so the, the beginning of the trial, mm -hmm. said, did you hear one word from Mr. Binger's mouth about provocation? So him being like provocative there, like right. provoking and pointing guns. And, and that's how his closing statements made him out to be this provocateur. And in his opening statements, that never came up. So he goes on to say, you didn't because it was never said. But when his case explodes in his face, now he comes out with provocation. So it's like he's almost trying to recreate the story through right. the closing statements as then then that, that because because he <laughs> shit yeah. the bed so bad right. and he's like maybe, maybe I maybe you guys didn't hear how bad it sounded can the we, first time. Yeah. Can I can I maybe... as you as you remember me saying yeah. back in the beginning and right. everybody's like wait yeah I took really good notes. I, yeah. I did I miss did I miss a day? Am I missing a page? Yeah. Uh, he was he was out there provoking. Yeah. Like they even talked about how he was pointing the gun at Rosenbaum. That's why Rosenbaum attacked him. But from that video we watched, right. it doesn't look like he pointed the but gun there's until no evidence of it. Until there was a shot that rang yeah. out. Then he because he was running from them. Yeah. He was getting yeah. the fuck out of there. Like which, you said, you can tell when the gunshots go off is when he goes into defense mode. Yes. And when you are running that clearly says that you are not there to hunt people right. when you're yeah. you have your back turned that to them and you're getting right. the fuck out of there yeah. that is the opposite of right provocation that is yeah like fear for your life or fear for your well, own personal unless safety. he was using live bait <laughs> or as himself yes you put i don't think you usually right. make come yourself on, motherfucker come on get closer get closer there we go you don't usually use yourself as live bait i, I know so what do you think of this trial? Because we do got plenty of time. I want to get yeah. into the Timothy McVeigh stuff. The the comparison to Timothy right. McVeigh, yeah. which I didn't know if it's we'd get time to. But no, I um I again I it's a ridiculous case. They're making much more of it than they need to. Prosecution, like you said, shit the bed. Whether he was unprepared or he just thought it was an open and shut case, so he didn't do his homework, you know. I I think that it caught him by surprise. Mm -hmm. Um Defense-wise, you know, the prosecution kind of did their job for them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, you'd think they would vet their well, yeah. witnesses a little better or, right. like, prepare them a little better. Like, yeah. 
don't want you to lie on stand, but right. Please, for the yeah. love of God, play, play it up how you were afraid for your life. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe or say you you're not sure when you pulled the gun, right. or yeah. yeah, or yes, you had the gun and like you had a gun, but yeah, like don't don't say if they ask like you know like like let's let's role play this a little bit. Here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because again, their their witnesses did more for the defense yeah. in a lot of cases I, than yeah. I mean, I I would think that it would be fairly easy for them to make it look like you know. Rittenhouse was reckless, you know, he was going off, you know, ready to go all Clint Eastwood on people, mm -hmm. you know, and, and trying to be an American hero, total vigilante and, and make it look like that. Instead, they just lead credence to the fact that it was all self-defense. Yeah. Well, there was the one guy that was kind of a buddy of that they talked about was a buddy of Rittenhouse that was there with AR. Mm hmm. And he was the guy that was um, Rosenbaum was getting his face to start with. And he even said he was like kind of getting out of hand. He was unruly. He was blah, blah, blah. But then he said, I realized the guy's just an idiot. And I turned my back to him. So he didn't after that point, he didn't realize he was a threat. So he turned mm -hmm. his back. And so the prosecution used that as, well, this guy just showed that he wasn't a threat. But that doesn't mean that's how he right. acted yeah, towards exactly. Rittenhouse. Right, yeah. That is two separate right. situations. He was clearly being provocative yeah. in that one guy's face in the right. video. He, he even said, he's like, what are you going to shoot me, motherfucker? Shoot me. Right. And he was like up in his face. Yeah. And that's when the one guy realized he's just a freaking idiot right. and turned his back to yeah. him and ignored him. Whereas Rittenhouse. And he's an older guy, too. Right. A little yeah. more judgment. A little bit Rittenhouse more Rittenhouse is yeah. a 17-year-old. Yeah. A little right. less judgment. Yeah. And again, we don't see what started the incident right. with Rittenhouse, whether right. uh, he hit him, whether you know he lunged at him, anything yeah. like that. You just All you see in the video is Rittenhouse taking off, hearing a gunshot, and he turns around, and yeah. the guy lunges for his gun, and he gets yeah. shot. Right, right. That's all you see. So without seeing it, it it's like... It's like in baseball when they try to call back mm, a play. Right. It's like without seeing really conclusive evidence, we can't say one way or another that right. Rittenhouse or Rosenbaum was the provoking in right. this. Like, yeah. So you can't use that as uh, prosecution or defense. Yeah. That one or the other was provoked this whole incident. Yeah. You can't say Rittenhouse was like waving his gun around at people saying, I'm going to shoot you motherfucker. Cause there's no conclusive evidence of that. Yeah. All you see is when he lunges for the gun, grabs the barrel and then gets shot. Yeah. But would you, would you agree? All right. We've already said Rittenhouse reckless shouldn't have been there. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, just shouldn't have been 17 year old kid. Yeah. That armed was in that my, mess. my next question. <laughs> should have Kyle been there? Yeah, no, he should not have been there. And, and, and again, Poor judgment, you know, doesn't matter if he's trained or not. He hasn't been in a combat experience like that. So your your instincts are going to be off, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're working off of your gut. He doesn't have it. Working off uh, just what you see in the media, like right. getting emotionally charged based yeah. on the media and what you've seen. Yeah. Um, wanting to play hero. I I, I can see that yeah. side of the the so, defense so, or the prosecution. Absolutely. So Rittenhouse, do you, do you feel like he went into it? without really realizing everything that could have gone wrong in that situation. Oh, absolutely. Okay. As a 17 year old kid, absolutely. I think he went in saying, Hey, I'm going to play not, not vigilante. I'm not yeah. even going to say I'm, I'm going to protect right. private, private property because, yeah. um, it, it should be done, but right. not fully understanding, not having ever been in right. a situation, like a high escalated right. situation like this. 
shit gets out of hand really fast. Right. And do, so do you think he didn't, did he not think at all that he was going to go there thinking, hey, I might have to shoot somebody tonight? I think he did go there thinking I may have okay. to, because based on what he said. Right. I, if but I, it's easy to say that yeah. in front of your friends when you're oh, 17, yeah. Yeah. but then you're put in that situation. And you saw his, his ugly cry face. I mean, it affected him deeply. Right, and which it would be if you killed somebody, or it's a, he's a really bad actor, <laughs> or he's and a, has a really ugly cry face. Very possible. On the other hand, though, Rosenbaum, Grasscrotch, uh, the other dude, do you go into that situation burning, crushing, looting, allegedly, without expecting the fact that hey, I might get shot? Yeah, I mean, I look might at all get these people out here right. that are pissed off right. on both sides. Yeah, right. It's right. the same on both sides. It's like. You go into a violent situation, violence you expect violence will inevitably happen. Right. So you can't go in there and be like, I have no idea why this guy in this violent mob started shooting. Right. When people were attacking him. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's like, I don't know why this guy got out of hand in right. a violent mob. Right. It's and, a and, and I, I would I would argue that if you're gonna go to a, a, a hostile looting, rioting experience like that, that also is reckless. Yes, I agree. It, reckless on both sides. Yes, absolutely. Vigilantism on both sides. Taking absolutely. shit in your like own hands said, on it, both sides. They're both being vigilantes yes. at that point. But as far as in the moment, I feel that Rittenhouse acted in pure self-defense. Absolutely. Should have been there? Fuck no. Yeah. Should he have been like carried a AR-15? No. I, no. I don't think he should have been there in that moment with no, no training, no, no kind of uh, like right. uh, mental preparation for this no right. no yeah. i don't think so but in the moment yes i feel like i would have done the same thing absolutely as well in the moment i feel i would have done the same thing if i was grass crutes too if i i again if i was grass crutes grass crotch whatever i probably would have just shot him i would yeah, have approached no, I, him i wouldn't put my arms up right. you know and, and try to de-escalate i would yeah. have just shot him yeah i i understand that but i'm just saying as far as like pulling a gun on somebody that's yeah, that shooting people right. probably would have if I didn't know the situation. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it, he's not on trial though. Rittenhouse no. is. So I think there's fall to self defense. Absolutely, hundred percent fall to self defense. Should yes. he get charged with? Well, we know the weapons charge got dropped under, yeah. over some stupid technicality because yes, yeah. you're not supposed to open carry as a 17 year old right. under 18. But the law is very vague, and it talks mostly about, like, hunting rifle mm. sizes and um, people under 16. So he kind of fell in a loophole in that, and right. so that's why they dropped yeah. the weapons charge. But maybe reckless endangerment at most? Yeah, I could see reckless endangerment, yeah. At most, I, yeah. that that's what I could see. Would you say that seeing how Rittenhouse is kind of being lifted up as this, uh, you know, this right symbol of, of Trump, and, you know, masterhood or whatever? Mm hmm does somebody try to take him out? Probably. Yeah. I I could see it. I mean, he might have to go into prote protective custody if he does yeah. get off. I could see him having to go into protective custody. Absolutely. Um, I also think that Kenosha is probably going to burn again if he gets Oh, I, I, Absolutely released. he will. Yes. So <laughs> maybe we could see Kenosha 2.0. <laughs> right. And probably be a lot The last worse. stand too. <laughs> <laughs> this Wait, time it's for real <laughs> this time it's real the really for the really, real really last, last stand, stand. <laughs> so let's talk about this article you sent me about the rise of american militias from timothy mcveigh to kyle rittenhouse 
that's pretty extreme. Yeah, I I saw a meme because before he ended up in the the situation, the incident, he was seen cleaning graffiti off the walls, and that's what a lot of people on his side like. Well, he obviously was there to help because he was cleaning graffiti, and they're like. Well, here's a picture of Timothy McVeigh washing dishes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, okay, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, that's stretching. But this one is actually talking about Timothy McVeigh and Kyle Rittenhouse in the same sentence. Right. So let's see. I haven't even read this one. I wanted to get it in real time for okay. you. Okay. So let's pull this one up. This is from Ozzy.com. Ozzy.com. Probably not Ozzy.com. That'd be Ozzy Osbourne. It would be weird. It would be way better. (laughs) The rise of uh, American uh, (laughs) militia. Shane. Timothy (laughs) McVeigh. and uh... (laughs) The horrible Ozzy impersonation. (laughs) This article is part of a series examining the fringes of American life, exploring their origins, and how they're redefining the mainstream of tomorrow. Read the first installment here. So it says, when a shot is fired, it's the bang that is heard, the smoke that is felt. Only rarely with careful attention is the bullet's origin actually seen. When a shot is fired, this is dramatic, where does it come from? And when a teenager joins a local militia, there's no evidence that he joined any local militia. There There is a local militia that posted on their Facebook page that people need to... Raise up arms and protect the property and the lives mm. here. But there was no social media connection right. of Kyle Rittenhouse to that local militia group. Which is interesting because I had seen that Facebook is being sued because they think that Facebook helped escalate this. Oh, probably. So I don't know. So it says, um, and when a teenager joins a local militia, then shoots three protesters as they chase him through the streets, where did those bullets come from? Well, they came from the gun, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, shit. One could argue they began with the very creation of this country, a oh, well-regulated God. militia. The oh, right God. of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, as the Second Amendment reads. That line inspired the first page of the handbook of the Michigan Militia, a paramilitary organization founded in 1994 that has been... Dozens of groups spawn in its in that has seen dozens of groups spawn in its image, attracting tens of thousands of members via internet message boards and Facebook groups. From the outside, groups like these seem obsessed with guns, and they are to an extent, but writing them off as simply gun nuts mistakes their argument. For them, their role isn't preserving weapons so much as preserving freedom itself, particularly the inalienable rights promised in the Bill of Rights and the U.S. Constitution. Bastards. You are born with your rights, the organization writes. Well, the organization didn't write this. No. The founding fathers <laughs> said this shit. <laughs> uh, in their 31-page handbook, which is publicly available online, they are from your creator, not from the government. Again, right? quoting the founding fathers. Yes. So you could say- Not uh, from the militia. Yes. Their handbook criticized the U- United Nations accusing it of codifying the ability of governments to rip children from their parents if those adults don't comply with their demands. Wow, we are part of all of this. We are, Because yes. I agree with all of these <laughs> I things. I do, too. Such fears are not uncommon in many fringe far-right groups. I'm not far-right at I'm all. I'm not either. And have recently become the key force behind the QAnon-inspired Save the Children movement. And their handbook shows a deep skepticism for the majority rule. Democracy is four wolves and one sheep voting on what's for dinner. Liberty is the sheep with the 357 Magnum telling the wolves we're sick of it. 
or where to stick it, it reads. It again, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that context. Wow, I'm gonna get arrested <laughs> or something, kicked off. I don't know. It's that context of deeply skeptical, gun-toting citizens fighting off what they see as government overreach that explains how local militias can attract such zealous followers. The vision that vision has been behind the formation of everything from the conspiratorial anti-Semitic group Posse Comitatus in the 80s to the Michigan militia and other groups that spawned chapters across all 50 states. Their numbers swelled to tens of thousands, growing as they earned martyrs, most notably the 1992 shootout between the FBI and Randy Weaver at Ruby Ridge. What? They are not making a case for me here. <laughs> and the siege in 1993 of the Branch Davidian compound in Waco. <laughs> The anti-government movement <laughs> has a history of coalescing together around martyrdom, says Freddie Cruz, a research analyst at the nonprofit Southern Poverty Law Center, increasing their persecution complex, which is in turn reinforces their extremist beliefs and general paranoia. There is one man that militia groups did disavow, Timothy McVeigh, who attended Michigan militia meetings along with co-conspiracy Terry Nichols before carrying out the Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people in 1995. The group's founder, Air Force veteran Norman Olson, first blamed the Japanese for bombing, for the bombing. Later, after Olson was pushed out for his extremist views, the Michigan militia denied that McVeigh was representative of the group. He really blamed the Japanese? That doesn't even make sense. No. Still, even as the Michigan militia faded in the 90s, in early aughts, I hate that they call it the aughts. I do too. Uh, it never fully disappeared, and in recent years, militias have returned in force, attracted by new battlefields that American protest movements have offered them. They're not all on the right. In Portland, black black members of anti-fascist movements have donned shields and weapon- weaponry to brawl with far-right paramilitary groups, with one self-proclaimed Antifa member allegedly killing a conservative patriot prayer activist last week. Other private security and volunteer forces have risen to fill the gap, left when police have been disbanded and refused to continue working, as is the case in Minneapolis, where the son of Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison had organized a pistol-wielding patrol of neighborhoods at risk of being looted or set on fire. However, the most famous and common militias are the gun-toting, right-leaning types who have repeatedly showed up armed, they say, in response to the destruction caused by Black Lives Matter protests across the nation. Again, they're not making their case. What? Yeah. What's the case here? Yeah. Because the cops aren't doing anything about it. The government's not doing it. We're just supposed to fucking let let them burn all the shit down. Right. Exactly. Supposed to let them burn your company down, your business down, your lives matter more than property. But your business is your life. Oh, I know that. But that's not how they see it. And most of the time, like we said, it's people shipped from other places coming and fucking up these neighborhoods and going back to their cushy lifestyles and just to get their face on something or their narrative is that property is a part of capitalism. Yeah. And if you have property, then you're part of the the upper echelon. Yes. And you deserve to have your shit burned. I mean, it did call out the Chaz and Chop people that were violent and the Antifa people, but they said it's more more the case. Right wing people. Unlike their forebears, they now principally organize online, a new twist in the culture wars. Because their members are especially prone to conspiratorial thinking, social media algorithms often aid in their radicalization, pushing followers of other gun rights and anti-government groups to militia groups that share many of the same values. 
One such internet-inspired militia is the Boogaloos, a loosely connected nationwide collective of Hawaiian shirt-wearing gun owners whose name is driven by meme culture and who've been connected to the killings of multiple police officers. Hmm. Ironically, while most militias have traditionally opposed the police, some have become largely pro-cop since the end of Barack Obama's presidency, in part because of their fondness for Donald Trump, who echoes much of their conspiratorial talk of a deep state, shares common enemies in Antifa, Antifa and BLM, and engages with their white nationalist animas, not animas, but animas, against Muslims and immigrants of color. I don't think... I don't see that at all. That's <laughs> that's not what's going on here. Yes. <laughs> this is people mm -hmm. destroying places, putting people's lives at risk, right. burning down property, burning cars, smashing windows, killing, like beating up people. Yeah. Yeah. You saw that an old man that got beat up for protecting his own business got beat practically to death. Yeah, that chief of police in St. Louis who got shot to death for yeah. protecting property, and he was black. That strange alliance is how a 17-year-old like Kyle Rittenhouse can become indoctrinated, transforming his adulation for police into anti-protest agitation that ultimately saw him arrive in Kenosha armed with a rifle and a first aid kit and believing he was morally justified in doing so. People are getting injured, Rittenhouse said in a video interviewed re uh, interview recorded shortly before he killed two protesters and shot another while being chased. Our job is to protect this business, and part of my job is to also help people. If there is somebody hurt, I'm running into harm's way. Whatever his intentions, the bullets were in the chamber long before Rittenhouse was born. <laughs> that is the story. Yes. Yes. And all its great context there. Yeah. You see all those beautiful connections that they made. Right. Like those beautifully vague connections. Right. The fact that Timothy McVeigh was part of a militia group. The fact that they loosely can tie Rittenhouse to a militia group, even though he's not connected to right. them on social media. Yeah. Even though they used social media and the internet as yeah. what pushes people like Rittenhouse towards right. it. But it's he was not connected no, through social but it's media. That militia mentality that they're afraid of. But what about the fucking looting and burning and beating people up mentality on the other side? Because if it wasn't for that, you want to have this other side that's Absolutely. got this mentality of protection. Well, and that and the fact that you see the cities do nothing. Yes. The cops do nothing. Because they can't do anything. Well, exactly. They, 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 and so people cannot feel like do they anything. need to. Yes. And and but they think that is extreme yeah but the one's extreme but the other's kind of extreme but the one's extreme oh yeah yeah but i, I guess we, we we do got this on this this, this little <laughs> little bit in the antifa side over here you know a little but, bit but you saw that but then there's the right that's really extreme believing in the bill of rights <laughs> right. is extreme yes right right believing that your rights come from god and not the government is extreme that's even extreme thinking that came that was in yeah the Constitution and, and the founding fathers fucking writ that, and they're like, the militia came up with this, and yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah, well, they don't think this comes from the government. They have this crazy belief that <laughs> this was inspired by God, and right? Yeah. Wait, they got that from somewhere. Who was that again? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the people that founded this country, right? And so, that's considered extreme now. Yeah, but it's only extreme on one side, absolutely, but not on the other side. No, it's no, not that's as justified because it's 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 indignant racial justice 
So what do you think of all this talk of martyrdom, how they like boost up like the, the uh, not, they didn't even, like I said, they didn't even make Timothy McVeigh into a martyr. They no. disavowed him real right. quick. They're like, yeah. fuck that guy. Oh, hell yeah. Don't connect us to that guy. Yeah. But like, they're like, oh, specifically Ruby Ridge with uh, 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 Randy Weaver and then yeah. um, uh, David Koresh at the yeah. Branch Davidians compound, uh, making them into martyrs. Right. They kind of are. fucking are. Right. Yeah. Because of government overreach, which they're saying, well, they, they are told this this idea of government overreach. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Randy Weaver was shot and we don't have time to get into all the shit, but Randy Weaver um, had an arrest warrant out for him because an FBI agent entrapped him said, Hey, can you sell me a fully automatic gun? And he's like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, well, how do I make a sawed off shotgun? And he's like, well, you just saw off the shotgun. And he's like, oh, can you show me? And he's like, yeah, just fucking take this. And you saw this off, and there you go. And he's like, you're under oh, arrest, motherfucker. Illegal weapons sale. Uh, yeah. Illegal weapons right there. And so Randy Weaver ran and hid in his freaking mountain, like hold himself in. He had a place up in the mountains. In Idaho, I think. I think it was Idaho. I believe it was Idaho, yeah. And on Ruby Ridge, mm. the FBI came in and... and <laughs> fucked up the place yeah uh, killed his wife and son killed his son killed his dog i think <laughs> killed That's his uh and then they had orders to like shoot on site if they saw a member of the weaver family outside holding a gun at all they were allowed to shoot on site because there was this altercation where i think one of the kids like came out of the woods when they were they were sneaking in they didn't announce their right they were sneaking in one of the kids Popped out of the woods. They didn't even, as far as I know, they didn't even announce who they were. Mm -hmm. I think the kid shot at one of them or shot one of them, and then they they killed the kid. And so because they were killing FBI agents or ATF agents, FBI, I don't remember, that gave them this open order to shoot on sight if they're carrying a weapon. Well, they saw Randy Weaver walking into his house. She opens the door. They're shooting at him. Instead, they shoot through the open door and... The wife was holding a baby and kills the wife. Yeah. So they wonder why people get up in arms about this shit. It's like, well, you're just, uh, um, you just raising these people up as martyrs. And it's like, well, they were wrongfully killed by a government overreaching. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, like, what's your stance on militias? I think they're great. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I think that. I mean, number one, people have a right to defend themselves. Yes. Number two, I feel like, you know, if it's well-regulated, you know, and falls within the confines of the Constitution, they should be fine. Yeah. Right? Number three, I feel like people – I mean, this country is founded on the premise that governments go bad. Yes. Right? Leadership goes bad. It's part of the social contract this unite this country has, you know, that says, look, we're going to let you lead us. But the moment it's no longer in our interest for you to lead us. Yep. We're going to overthrow you if we have to. Yeah. Right. And, and but that that is that concept is so foreign to no, people on the left. Yeah, clearly. Like, oh, well, why do you need an AR-15? Well, number one, for self-defense. Number two, I don't trust the government. Right. Right. Yeah. Well. Why? Three, because I like them. They're, right? They're cool. They're have you ever held cool. one? Have, have you, you ever, ever shot, shot one? one? It's fucking cool. It's sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, so the, the whole thinking is off. Yeah. Right? 
and 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 that's where this comes in right there's no need for for citizens to to take matters into their own hand to protect their own property because that's what the government does but yeah. in, as we've seen this last year the government doesn't fucking do it and if they do and they fuck up a little bit they kill innocent people just the same right. and not they're more. not accountable for yeah, it they're not they're, they're not at all you look at like Breonna Taylor. People yes. have come out and they're really like, if you think Kyle Rittenhouse should have got off this, then you think um, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend should get out. Yes. Yes, yes I, absolutely. I do. Fuck you right. should. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm not that guy that's like, oh, fuck him. He is. No, I, I think yeah. Breonna Taylor's boyfriend should clearly be out of jail because yes. they barged into his house, didn't yes. it, with no knock raid, yeah. supposedly. Self-defense. And yeah, they, the one guy was shooting blind through a window. Yeah killed Breonna Taylor who was sleeping at the yeah. time. So yeah, yeah, he had the right to fucking defend himself. Yeah. And, and not again, knowing who it was, he had the right to defend himself. Right. And again, these police officers are not held accountable. Yeah. Right. And so when the government's not held accountable for the things they do wrong and they're not protecting the citizens, right? They're, they're causing more harm than good in some cases. Then it's and up I'm, to the citizens to protect the themselves. Yes. Exactly. And, and if someone's breaking into my house, I'm not going to call and and hope the police make it in time. Right. Right? No, he's he's going to get blown away. And, and anybody who does do that, you're an idiot. You're <laughs> dumb as fuck. Yes. I'm sorry. You're just asking to be the one to get killed in that yes. situation. Yeah. And again, we we both are gun supporters. Neither of us are out looking for a fight. No. Yes, I do carry. Yeah. I don't want anybody to see that I carry. I make it try my hardest never to let that be known. God forbid I want I have no interest in ever pulling that gun out of his yeah. holster for any reason whatsoever. I'm not one that's out like, well, I'll, I'll just blow a fucker away if I need to. No, yeah. I'm not that guy. Right. But I've seen videos of moms who get their kids snatched up and they're like trying to beat on the freaking kidnapper while he's throwing the kid in the car and yeah. she she just left in the street screaming. It's like, no, I will have a gun to blow that fucker away if I need to. Right. If I need to. And I never want that to happen. Right. Right. And that's the difference. Like you do get the Kyle Rittenhouses that are probably out there looking for yeah. looking for it. Yeah. And that's not that you also shouldn't be there. Yeah. We got to wrap this shit up. Yeah. We are. Would you, would you put Rittenhouse in the same category as George Zimmerman? No. Because okay. he wasn't actively like chasing after. Wasn't George Zimmerman chasing the guy? Yeah. He, he was looking for a fight. Yeah. I mean, he was he was well, neighborhood watch and he had a gun and he started chasing the guy and yeah. ended up shooting him. Yeah, well, while he's running. Yeah, well, I think they got in, they got into a fight. Yeah, I don't. So I don't. I don't see it as the same thing at all. No, I. Uh, I, I think. Yeah, I. I don't either. Um, but I, I do think, in a way, Rittenhouse was. I don't think he was like, I'm going to go like hunt people today. No. But I think he had in the back of his mind, if shit gets real, I'm going to shoot a fucker. Right. And the difference is, like, I go to a place. If I'm carrying. I'm not looking to like the right. last thing, the absolute last thing I want is yeah. to have to ever remove that thing from its holster. Mm -hmm. And that's how people's mindset should be. The yeah. very last thing that should be on your mind is shooting somebody. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it kind of showed a little bit with it. Like I do feel for a 17 year old, he did show some maturity. Like oh, when absolutely. he didn't shoot the guy with his yeah. hands up, he wasn't shooting until he heard gunshots or right. people lunging at him, yeah. his gun. Like he didn't just open fire immediately right. as soon as somebody started chasing him. He could have, if if he was out looking for it that badly, once they oh, started yeah. ch chasing him at all, he could have turned around and shot, shot all of them. Right. I agree. Yeah. 
and ended that immediately on the spot. And yeah. then that would be a I, I think story. I think he thought he was going out being hot shit. Yeah. I think it got real for him real quick. Yeah. And he he did the best he could to compose and defend himself. And I think he did a great job of that. And I think he re- learned a really hard lesson. Oh, yeah. That if you're going to go into hell, you're going to have to yeah. do some yeah, don't, shit. Don't, don't put yourself there. Yeah, exactly. Don't put yourself in this situation. Last two questions. Number one, is Kyle Rittenhouse the next Timothy McVeigh? <laughs> no. <laughs> is that not the most stretching yes. <laughs> comparison in the history of comparisons? Yes. Number two, does Rittenhouse get off? Yes. You think he gets off with nothing? Scott Free. I think he gets off... I think it gets off scot-free. I think he will be sued uh, with the number of civil accounts, uh, yeah. cases. Yeah, like O.J. Simpson. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. I think, which they didn't even charge, the reckless endangerment wasn't even one of the six charges, yeah. I don't think. So they can't just slap him with, because yeah. it was never, he was never charged with that. I right. think they should have probably tagged that on at the mm. end, just in case it yeah. botched up as badly well, as it wasn't did. Wasn't the, the weapons charge kind of the lowest on the totem pole that yeah. they thought they'd get them yeah, for? Yeah, and, and then that got, that got thrown out. So right it's away. like, ah, we're fucked. Yeah. So yeah, they should have thrown in reckless endangerment or yeah. something there. Because I think he probably could have made a case for reckless endangerment. Absolutely, yeah. Retrial? But, uh, I, I think that's probably where this goes. Okay. I think they'll at least try as hard as they can to get this case thrown out. Yeah. If, it, if in fact he gets off, I think they will try to throw, throw it out. And I think they have some fair reason with some of the things that the judge did playing god bless the usa no no that's not a reason but like some of his some of those things do seem kind of biased Mm -hmm. so i i could see them pushing for a retrial okay we got to get out of here that's all we got for this this episode that was a lengthy recap of everything including the trial yeah Yeah. so what do y'all think let us know in the comments let us know hit us up uh, all over social media make sure you share this episode and all our episodes all across the social media platforms because that's how we get more people, more participation, and we can do bigger and better things. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash break the bell. And then you can you can support us a little more like financially so we can increase some of our technology, um, uh, bump up some of our options and stuff like that. But otherwise, just keep listening and doing what you're doing and sharing this all over the place because we love you for it. Definitely. And we love all the people that keep coming back for more. We'll be back here next week. Same time, uh, Monday, 7 Central Standard Time. Join us for that live live stream. If you do listen to us on other days, join us for that because we like max participation. Otherwise, we're always around for the weekend wrap-up Absolutely. at the end of the week. It's always good stuff. Yeah. You ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Goodbye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Justin Zielinski, Remzo Martinez, Stephanie Parker, and T.O. Jacobson. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.